Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. It's a new year. It's a new brew. How about that? Welcome to 2020, friends. Woo! Good old times. That's right. We're going to call this old Wasted Wednesday. Have a little fun with Wild Card Weekend, which, God bless, had plenty of wild courtesy of Josh Allen. <laughs> I still can't believe he, like, lateral to nobody. That was amazing to me. Anyway, let's have a little fun, get everybody in here, have a little wild card rewind and uh, catch up, shoot the breeze, and have a little fun, man. That's what we like to do here on the Sports Brew Brothers. So first and foremost, yeah, once Winamp wakes up, won't have this problem with the new computer, but still have it on this one. <laughs> there you go, as the hard drive spins up, we're dropping some bombs, not Randy style, flush that thing, flush it. <laughs> Flush it down, all the fiber. But the one and only Shannon, the Twitter Terminator MacGuffin. What's up, brother man? Uh, just uh, you know, New Year. Happy to be uh, going along, and uh, I gotta tell you, my man, I went to go see Frozen Two over the holidays, Ooh. and I gotta tell you, it may have been the absolute best showing of any if any showing that we've been to. Why? And um, I'll tell you why. Because okay. There was a, it was a sign seating first of all, which I'm a and fan of. It is, you know, it's a Regal Cinemas that actually has a sign seating. Right. So I was at the very top, and a few rows below on the left side, there was a parent with their kid, and the kid was very expressive. Mm. Why? Why are they doing this? And. On every, and it was kind of cute for like a little bit. A little bit. And and then it got to be a little annoying. Yeah. And then to the right was another parent with their kid. Uh-huh. And the kid was kind of like us. Ooh, that's trouble like right cute. there. It was cute at first. Yeah. But then it got to be annoying. <laughs> and then at the very end, the kid had had enough, went over and smacked the bejesus out of the other kid and said, shut up. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> Do they know each other? Or that was just like a random frozen two kid on kid crime. What was that? It was uh, to- toddler on toddler crime. Wow. Like, we, all of us at the time, we were like just trying to like not laugh out loud, you know? Smack them. Smacking them around. Smacked them around and Yikes. just said, "Shut up! I'm trying to watch the movie." <laughs> <laughs> we were dying, dude. I was just sitting there like, "This is the best freaking movie ever!" Man, like, that kid went full Leroy Jenkins, dude. That's I mean, impressive. Our podcast as well, you know. Yeah, that's why he did it. The only thing that would have made it better is that if that toddler had gone up and smacked that other toddler and been like, "Cunts," and you know, totally gone the hound on him. <laughs> He shit wolf. Yeah, now that would have been or impressive. Sam Jackson. Yes, yeah, Sam Jackson. Because <laughs> that's what you expect. That's what you expect out of. That's what you expect out of a toddler. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> then of course you need the retort. Get the fuck out my face. There you go. You. Why not? Sam Jackson makes any a Disney movie toddler time better, doesn't it? I don't know about that. That's pretty wild. Well, that's an eventful showing. It was fun. Yeah, um, how was good. your new year, bro? My new year? Oh, it was good, man. We had we had a we had a lot of fun. We had a very busy couple of weeks. 
we had a very busy couple of weeks. We stayed busy, did a lot, traveled, <laughs> took the kids on the metro for the first, which I was like, dear God, I know Chloe's going to have to take a dump on the metro. <laughs> but she didn't. She was, a, she was a trooper, not a pooper. So life was pretty good. Uh, but th- that was an irrational fear I had. I was like the three, the three and a five year old on a you know forty minute metro ride uh, going oh, up the DC. Forty minute ride. 40, yeah, yeah, because we we did the Franconia Springfield uh, exit because it's right by you know. I was talking with Todd about it. Thanks for the uh, input on that, Todd. And he's like, look, I'm telling you, man, it's five minutes off ninety five. You get there, you get in the metro, you go, you do your thing, you come back. It's a quick, you know, you get to your car, quick, you know, quick drive back to the highway, you're out of there. And I was like, okay, I was a little worried about the length of the metro ride with the kids, but they had a good mm-hmm. time. And, um, you know, you get to just kind of chill and just see the sights. And I largely despise driving in DC. I've done it and I've done it enough in my life. And, um, it was really nice to do the Metro that worked out really well. Other than we had some learning lessons with the Metro cards. So, uh, we weren't sure, you know, cause it, it, it's like five and under your kids, you, you know, they kind of ride with you for free or whatever. But we weren't sure if they'd be like, well, you know, look, he looks kind of big. We weren't sure how, if they would be on top of us with the kids or not. Um, and we just realized that, you know, really it was just two parents with two kids and we could have just scanned our cards and gone through. So we had cards for the kids just in case. And uh, we miscalculated because when we came back, when we were done with the Smithsonian. We had a great time there. It was a lot of fun, by the way. When we were coming back and leaving the, the metro station, we had scanned both our cards at the Smithsonian hub road back and we're leaving and we didn't have enough for the exit fare. So it wouldn't let us through the gate. We were like, ah, crap. So we had to go and, you know, put some extra money on the card, uh, and then load them up and then exit. And we were like, well, crap, we need to pay for parking. And so what happens is that when you get to that last Metro station, whatever card, you know, if you've used that car within like the last two hours, I think is what it is. Um, you pay the reduce rate, which is like $5 or whatever it is. Oh, uh, and yeah. so we loaded the card. Well, they all look the same. We didn't write anything on them. And so I put the money on the wrong card for parking, which I didn't realize until we were leaving the parking deck and I pull up to it. And of course there's no attendance freaking anywhere. Uh, and I go and I scan it and it's like red light. And I'm like, Oh crap. Scan the other card. Red light. Scan the third card. Red light. I'm like, son of a bitch. It has money on it. So then I call the number they have listed. It wasn't even busy. It just said, call can't be completed. I'm like, man, I love that customer service number. That's the best. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. So then I called a different number, and I was like, well, this is what happened. And he's like, well, you just you just have to pay the full parking fee. I'm like, well, that sucks, because either i got to park the car, go back upstairs, reload it, which is another 5 bucks, or just say to hell with it, just pay the 9 and get out. So we just paid the 9 and got out. But So we had some learning lessons with the Metro, but it was a, it was a good experience and a lot of fun. So we would definitely, uh, we would definitely do that again. No qualms, man. Although I, I don't like the fact there was like, so it, there's, Mark, what's the deal with like no bathrooms or virtually no like you know decent bathrooms at a metro station? Like, what's the deal? Are they like for, people don't need bathrooms too bad? I mean, it's bizarre know, to me, the, especially the, when the, it's it, like the Virginia stations. There are some the nicer Virginia stations, but yeah. going through this the district, they just aren't. I guess they just feel like uh, they don't want to. You know, pay uh, staff to, to clean, clean them up, them all to the man them. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's something. There, there should be. I trust me. I agree. Because like the one at Franconia Spring, I think it's Franconia Springfield. It's the one we use, but whatever. So like we were looking around, like, well, it's a forty minute ride. We need to get these kids a bathroom check before we hop on this thing. Mm-hmm. And so they had some random door propped open. And there was a lot of people, and we we're like, "Is there a bathroom in there?" And they're like, "Yeah." 
Uh, and so then we had to wait, I don't know, 10 minutes or whatever, what felt like half an hour with two kids that needed to go to the bathroom to get in there. And so we just, we just went family style. It was like one bathroom with a urinal and a stall. So we just went right. family style, a whole four pack in there, taking turns, doing the bathroom, man. And it was gross. There was like random, you know, butt funk paper on the floor. It was totally disgusting, oh. man. It was, to- <laughs> it was totally disgusting. Uh, yeah, I, I like schmears on my bagels, not on the floor in the bathroom, and I'm at a public place. But bruh, so I don't know. Maybe Randy beat us at that uh, station. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there wasn't there there was there wasn't like an art you know a leg log hanging out in the bowl. So I was gonna say you would have yeah. been like Subway. It's a foot long right there on the <laughs> five dollar foot long. Um, <laughs> But uh, it, it was still it was still a great experience. But yet the bathroom thing is when you have little kids as an adult, man, whatever, man. But when you have little kids, that sucks. It that sucks. sucks a big fat one. Yeah, dude. sucks a fat. You know, let's get everybody in here before I ramble on about bathrooms and subway or not subway metros. Well, I mean, pff, you know what I'm saying. Mass transit. Yeah, and for our DC resident, let's go and get Mark up in here, man. Yeah, that's right, brother. You ready to hit your cue, brah? Always. All right, three. Whoops, that's the wrong slider. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Whoa, three brew and fun, buddy. Woo! 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 <laughs> nice. Nice. Woo. Random side note for you. Uh, obviously, we have the, the old coaching carousel. So there's a fair, as always, there's some turnover in the league. Uh, some that will, it, you know, I don't think anybody's surprised, surprised that Freddie Kitchens got Das Boot, but I'm still a little surprised that Gettleman kept his job and, and Shermer got axed. But, uh, you know, I didn't realize that the Giants have had like, I think this is their fifth coach since Coughlin retired. Right. Which sounds crazy. I mean, doesn't that feel weird? A little bit. Do you have much of any impression as far as Judge? I don't. I, I really don't, to be honest. I've uh, been kind of a busy week. I haven't spent much time looking at it, and I know nothing about him prior. Uh, our uh, our favorite, uh, <clears throat> favorite bald, bald one. Uh, our our know, favorite uh, sports group antagonist. <laughs> had his opinions, and uh, that's fine. I mean, I get it. I, I, I'm somebody who definitely does like things. <laughs> that's a big, big, big name, or you know, yeah. uh, well-known hires are always the best hires. That's definitely not not the case. So I know a little about him, and I'm not just gonna somehow just naturally think, oh well, I bet he's a scrub because who knows anything about him. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't play, they don't do a damn thing on the field. Uh, so, uh, for right now, it's mostly wait and see. I'll, I'll, I'll certainly, uh, spend some time later on, uh, learn, learning more, but, yeah. uh, I'm pretty, pretty hooked into the playoffs right now. So, uh, understood. Time. Understood. And I think I said it was the fifth. It's the fourth head coach for the Giants since Tom Coughlin left five years ago. So I flipped the numbers, but, uh, I mean, I think what you hope for is that there's a parallel with Harbaugh who was a special teams coach with the Eagles and then obviously a rather successful head coach with the Ravens. At the end of the day, were you happy with Shermer? That, I, to, no, me, that, to I, me, that's I, really I, what I it comes down to. I would, yeah, I wouldn't say I was happy with Shermer, but I also think he was put in a pretty 
pretty awful you know, scenario. I mean, again, for I, I've said it many times uh, right. throughout the season on this podcast that the moment the moment the Beckham deal happens, that's when I realized, oh, <laughs> oh, the Giants don't give a shit about the season. All right, um, yeah, or, or at least they're they're clearly uh, going in a uh, you know at least a semi rebuild you know position as if not full rebuild. Uh, so, you know, I, all things considered, I was, I mean, I wasn't thrilled by the season, but, you know, I, I certainly said many times I, I viewed this season as a no pressure kind of season. Yeah. Uh, whatever happens, that happens. I thought there were some, some highlights, some lowlights, a lot of lowlights, but I mean, not entirely unexpected. So I don't know that I put a whole lot of this season on, on Shermer. I, th- I don't think that, you know, Belichick could have, couldn't have come in and, you know, made that team into a. Uh, no uh, winning, winning team so and there's only so much you can do um, particularly with but, a rookie quarterback and with right you know injuries and some other stuff I mean it's, it's not like Saquon was 100% the whole year exactly you know I so mean it's, so it's the type of thing with Shermer like yeah. I I largely expected it to happen mm-hmm. this is the nature of the game but if he had been given one more season I I wouldn't have you know minded you know see, see uh see if they can you know, at least try to you know Try to gap some holes uh, for next year. And, well, that's and, and, and that's really going to be on Gettleman. Yeah, you of know, course. I mean, Absolutely. at this point, he's not going to have the scapegoat, right? You know what I'm no, saying? Like, so true, he doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, didn't if Shermer go nine and twenty three in both seasons, though, yes. with the Browns and the Giants. I don't know about with the Browns, but with the Giants, he was nine and twenty three. Which yeah. that's a wonderful number because it's like my birthday. I love that number. <laughs> hey, but it, it's it's See yeah, then. it's great for a birthday. It's crappy for a uh, it's crappy for a record. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, not so good if that's your record, particularly in a crappy division, which the NFC East we all know is a crappy, <clears throat> a crappy division. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not gonna. I don't take the Whitfield, Whitfield angle on that because. You gotta let yeah, if you're gonna hire the guy, you hire him because you believe in him, or his message, or his vision, whatever the case may be. And it's not like he's an old retread. And it, it, you know, uh, my understanding is that both Belichick and Saban are high on the guy. You know, whether that's just you know puff piece sounds nice, or if they legitimately feel that way. But that's what the stories are. So he's got some a little bit of a track record. He's got some support of some successful coaches, and. You know, you just got to see what he does. Does the team right. respond to him? How's his leadership? How how are his organizations? Uh, you know, organizational skills. Um, does the team buy in? Shermer seemed pretty even keel. We'll see what Judge right. is like, uh, and maybe they needed the steady hand. But uh, to me, at the end of the day, this is Gettleman. This is a bit of a stamp from Gettleman. And if it if it doesn't work out, then I think Gettleman has to own it. Um, oh, but I, I, you I just def- you, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you just got to give give the guy a couple of years, and really you'll. I think generally you you figure out pretty quickly if a coach is totally in over their head, sure. um, like Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland, and maybe they were set up. Maybe he was, you know, I hate to say set up to fail, but you know, think about the people that they lost last year, some of the talent they had on staff, and with him taking over, he didn't have those. You know, he didn't have those other people anymore. So that's a sure. big thing to take over and be the head coach and have to run the whole show. And, and and have the, the massive expectations that right. I, mean, I think that and all the even, even non like super football fans I think could look at you know what everybody I don't know the masses were you know expecting of yeah. the Browns I mean like ah that's probably not going to happen no it was too much the expectations were through the roof Baker didn't live up to it although he sure parlayed that into a bajillion commercials um, <laughs> yeah uh, yay uh, I I don't know man I I'd like to see. 
I hope they make the right hire next time around. But you know, Cleveland's been turning turning through people, and I'm also really curious with Carolina and Rule. Sure. Oh my God, they paid that guy a lot of money. <laughs> they did. Sweet Jesus for a, yeah. For a, they're gonna regret that one. They well, if the hire if it's not a good hire, they're gonna regret it. You know, I mean, I, look, I know we took Temple from two and ten to uh, the first year he was there to twenty and seven. The last two years he was there, <laughs> Baylor went from one and eleven to eleven and three. That's a hell of a job, man. It really is. But I mean, a seven year deal. What is it like sixty million with incentives to hit seventy? I mean, that is incredible. That's yeah. an incredible amount of money for that kind of hire. That's insane. So, but but that's the owner. That's a stamp. Tepper, I think. Uh, that's a stamp from the owner, man. But yeah, that, that's his first hire, man. Yeah, that's... but but it, don't fool yourself. Doesn't that have like a Dan Snyder esque kind of vibe to it? It does. I mean, like for real, like early Dan Snyder. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. But you know, again, you got to see what these guys do, man. You can tread, you know, in the land of mediocrity with Jeff Fisher or Jason Garrett. You know, you can do that, or you have complete disasters like Jim Zorn. Um, who, what was it? Rich Kotite with the Jets. He was terrible. <laughs> um, God, you, was you, yeah, I mean, and there are some guys that just that they just can't hack it at the at the next level, man. You know, maybe they're either you know solid or very good coordinators, but they're just not. It just doesn't work. It doesn't come together for them as a head coach. But you got. I mean, you know, you can either tread in, in safe land and, and mediocrity, or you can roll the dice and see what happens. So at least they're willing to roll the dice. But that's a that's a hell of a commitment to that guy. Whew! Good gracious. Yeah. Uh, my fa- go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the last thing I'd say real quick about Judge is, and and I mean, this is just kind of my general feeling about honestly most of my my favorite sports teams, but uh, I'd say especially with the Giants, I mean. Every single time, of, of late at least, you know, uh, the last you know, 15, 20 years, yeah. the Giants have really thrived. It's been, you know, when they're largely under the radar. And, I mean, that's that's always going to be the way that I like it. I mean, when I, was I the last that, time they weren't kind of under the radar, though, Mark? I, I, I know. I mean, recently. I, I, I know. <laughs> Let's be honest. Kind of, kind of, kind of true. <laughs> uh, but, but, no, I mean, I'm more just saying, like, I, as much as I actually, I, I really do like John Gruden uh, for a lot of reasons, like, them spending so much money to bring him in to to, to Oakland or uh, going to be Vegas, you know, that's, that's the such weird. a big commitment, and you're just bringing so many eyes, and there's so much expectations that uh, I don't know. I just I I'm not somebody who necessarily you know likes that kind of circus and that kind of pressure uh, being put on one of my teams. I, I would much rather see a you know much lesser known you know coach that's uh you know like you're saying has to you know certainly has to prove himself but uh but doesn't come in with you know all right well i mean if you don't achieve x x record then you know this season is considered a failure and embarrassment right um, well yeah. you know i think some of that is looking for you know a, a certain style and somebody that can you know can lead and and how they what their vision is and can they implement that you know, we we need to get Randy in here, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and do that. Old giggity gals. Drop a little Pantera, a new level for you. Uh, as the 49ers are, like, grinding. We'll see what they do. Maybe they'll take it to another level this postseason. <clears throat> but, you know, Kyle Shanahan, speaking of coaching hires, like, that was a great hire. You know, clearly, that was a great hire. And it's worked out really well for them. Uh, given how they've built the team, uh, given where you know he's at as, as for his professional growth as a coach, and you know they made the right choice. 
I mean, I'm sure you missed, what was it, Mike Nolan? <laughs> yeah, not so much. No. Not so much. <laughs> but it's definitely nice just to have a guy who can come in, has a game plan, has a strategy, that, and has a really good offensive mind that mm-hmm. can take advantage of just team's weaknesses, but also just the wherewithal to actually just come up with these amazing plays that you would never see coming out of left field. Because yeah. when you think about it, getting guys like Kittle and Debo Samuel in the running game, and you know that's not something you normally see out of most teams. Getting some of their you know big name players involved like well, that. right. And, you know the other thing that makes a big difference, and we discounted it at times, is I mean th- those are two. I mean Kittle is arguably you know top three tight end in the league. And where you want to slot them one, two, three is 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 a subjective argument, unless you just want to put Kelsey at, in the one hole and leave it at that. But he's in the discuss. He's at the table. He's in the discussion. So you know, having good talent always helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Kittle's tremendous. He's fantastic. So, it, it, Mark, wasn't he an Iowa guy? Uh, Kittle, yes. Yeah. Kittle is an awesome Iowa guy. Yeah. yeah. So, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see about the hires. We'll we'll see. I, I think you got to give them time to cut their teeth, and it it's nice that it's not just a bunch of retreads. I mean, obviously Dallas doing McCarthy, that's retread esque, but McCarthy. I, I don't know. McCarthy's tough for me, but he was one twenty five seventy seven and two with Green Bay. Granted, he did have Favre and Rogers, and that that's a rare gift. But if you believe in Dak Prescott and what he you know who he can be. I don't think McCarthy's a terrible hire. It's just not a real exciting one. You know. Well, I mean, if you spend the night at Jerry Jones's house, yeah, it right. must be an exciting hire. Whoa. <laughs> That's as long as it's analy- oh, I was going to make a really bad joke. <laughs> as long as it stayed as analytics, you know what I'm saying? Anywho, <laughs> uh, moving right along. Yeah, no, no broke back mountain references here. But uh, <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, I I don't. I was I was ready to see him get out of Green Bay. I was ready for that, and I'm curious to see how that works out. I don't wish I don't wish to do any ill will. And Jason Garrett, who I think is a, a plenty likable guy, you know, I, they had just. I mean, it, it was almost like Jeff Fisherland. I mean, what was he? A perfect 500 <laughs> in his time there. I don't know, man. That's what it felt like. You know, just they're, they're just mediocre, right? And they underachieved. So it'll be interesting to see what McCarthy has learned since his exit from Green Bay uh, and what his approach is. But I would certainly think he's at least a steady hand, not the sexiest hire by chance, not the riskiest hire, uh, but it should at least be a solid hire. I mean, he went to the playoffs in nine of 13 seasons with Green Bay, obviously has a Super Bowl victory with Rodgers. So it's, it's a solid choice. And as for the Redskins, the best part of what's happened – is the fact that Bruce Allen is the hell out of that damn building. Uh-huh. Um, that is an absolute reason to celebrate. I think that's why I drank so much over the holiday break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> certainly not because it was Christmas and New Year's, but it's because Bruce Allen was the hell out of there. I'm I'm tickled about that. And I don't – I didn't necessarily love the Ron Rivera hire. And that's tough. I, I, I like Rivera fine. It, it's nothing it's – nothing, you know, I don't have any issues with who he is or, or what he is. and I think I, I it's just hard for me to, to really have full confidence in, in anything they do. But the great news is that Bruce Allen is gone. And I think Rivera, if nothing else, 
will get them to be a solid football team. I, it it kind of echoes to me like some of the, you know, Marty Schottenheimer esque kind of deal where it's it's really about it's coach centric, it's player centric, it's attitude, it's football, and they're going to line up and they're going to go at you, um, and that'll get you competitive and it'll get you into a lot of stuff. Uh, Del Rio, we'll see. Uh, I would certainly think that their two minds together that defense should improve. Uh, they'll go back to a four three base, although they played hybrid stuff anyway, but. Um, we'll see how they can leverage the talent, but, um, you know, the more I've listened to his press conferences and some of the, you know, just pieces they've had with them, I feel more comfortable with the hire, feel better about the hire. And I think that organization needs accountability and direction. Um, again, we're talking about like that visioning, you know, having a good vision for what an organization is going to be. Uh, and if, if that power structure is delineated, clearly delineated and, you know, it's set up in a way that it is coach centric and it is player centric. Um, then hopefully it's a good environment for Haskins. Although who knows, they might do something crazy. You never know. Maybe they'll draft another quarterback this year. Who knows? Um, no, they can't pass on chase young, man. At, well, at, yeah, I would like, I would think that they won't, but you never know. Um, it depends or on Akita. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some nice stuff, but I mean, they, they have a lot of needs. I'll be curious to see if they trade down, um, or if they really, if they love Chase Young, then obviously you just take him and you go with it. You go BPA and, and you run. Uh, I can't imagine Cincinnati will, you know, will pass on Burrow. I just think it's, you know, nearly. Imp- I mean, why would they pass on Burrow? I think, I think, you can't. You, I think you got to do it. I mean, he's a, he's an Ohio kid. You. Sorry, Muffin's dreaming at the moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what the uh-huh. hell? I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. So but um, No, I, I can't see Cincinnati passing on no way. Burrow. And I can't see Washington passing on Chase Young, man, because, I mean, the, if the you're talking. Going into the 4-3, that's a great bookend to have between him and Kerrigan, and then you had the two Bama boys in the middle. Oh, yeah, wow. it We'll see about Kerrigan. I, I'm halfway curious if they trade him um, well, or, or I mean, move on from so, him. Even if they do trade him, you, it's tough to pass on Chase Young. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But it, the big thing, again, you got two guys that I think are well-respected. Um, Del Rio probably has a better track record as a coordinator than as a head coach, but uh, Raiders are a you know cluster F, so maybe you can't you can't dump <laughs> that all on him. And the Jaguars, they've, they've got a, a decade of – dynamic fail so uh chopping wood buddy chopping wood i feel good about the direction and again i'm most excited that bruce allen is gone i think there's uh i'm hoping there's a better a new era of accountability they have a clear direction they have strong leadership and they you know they 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 jettison the training staff dear god thank you hallelujah because that training staff sucked um i don't know if anybody had more injuries on the in the league than them uh i mean that hopefully that means trent williams will come back uh, in the fold because that guy had an issue with Bruce Allen. Clearly, uh, we'll see. You know, I, I think he's going to get him in the right direction, and then it just becomes a question of do they get the right talent? Do they restock and rebuild and reload the team? Well, I think they have some nice young pieces, but you can have talent in some spots and still be a terrible team. So, uh, but I, I feel good about the hire now. Uh, but I do think it's a massive culture shift. And um, I hope there's some dividends from it. I, I do think th- th- Bruce Allen had to go, and I think people will be open to coming back and supporting them as a fan. 
if they even if they don't win a ton, if they play hard and play good football. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you're a competitive team and you play hard, then fans will come and back. There's hope, and, and there's some degree of hope. But getting Bruce—I mean, Bruce Allen was like the villain, right? Cruella de Fail—that was Bruce Allen. Get that dude the f out of there, and they did. Hallelujah. Well, technically, the same can be said for Dan Snyder. Yeah, but he's—he's he's the owner. He's not going anywhere. So the best—the best thing you can hope with Snyder is that he, you know, the conversations sound like, you know, he wants that he's on board with. Rivera's vision of it being coach centric, player centric, and it's going to be out of the way. Now, uh, we'll see if that yeah, actually. I like Rivera, so. Yeah, yeah no, I do too. I, and I, I can't imagine he had time to select where he wanted to go, and other organizations were after him. I think he's been coach of the year twice. Yes. So, uh, well respected, good player. It was with the 85 Bears, has a ring with that team, uh, and players like him. You know, you you saw a lot of the characters. and look look at the drop off with the Panthers after they booted Rivera. They went from competitive to garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know McCaffrey joined the Thousand Thousand Club, and that's fantastic, but they didn't win squat after Rivera was out of there. So we'll see. Yeah, it felt like all they did was push for him to get to the Thousand Thousand Club, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Ah, the rest of the season, whatever." No, well, I mean, the the season they knew it was turning into a dumpster fire, and I would imagine Greg Olson's probably gone. Yeah, I mean, I love McCaffrey, but that 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 team's going to be a mess. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Cam. Oh my God, I saw somebody saying that the Patriots should, should trade for Cam Newton. I'm just like, are you on crack? Get out of here, man! No, I don't know what the pa- I don't know I, I don't know what New England should do, but I don't think Cam Newton is the answer. Whatever the question is in New England, Cam Newton ain't the answer. Stop. But anyway, yeah, I feel good about Riverboat Ron. If he's successful and he does a good job, then I'll love it. So color me a little skeptical um, that it's a legit organizational culture change. But I do think fans will come back. Since Bruce Allen is gone, I think fans will come back. The next thing, if they want to do us all a solid, knock off a couple of bucks off the beer prices. Make sure you're not serving stale beer. And if you're going to build a stadium, get it back on the Dan Metroline yet, jack wagons. And get some restaurants and stuff around it, man. Have, well, like have some life around there. It's built it. It's just it's in a terrible spot. It's in a crap it's spot. Horrible. It's a it's a crap spot. They need they need to yeah. get it back. Look. They need to be back on the side. I, I swear this is. I, I hope like hell it happens. I know there's a lot of political stuff and there's a lot of things that have to break their way, but I would love to see them rebuild <laughs> on the side of RFK. I, I get them back in there. Get them back on the metro lines. Make it easier to get to. I know that some people in the community are against it. I told, I hear all of that, but get them back in DC. You have a huge built-in audience, a ton of people. Stop being a an, an ass bag about parking. Get people mm-hmm. there. You know, build a strong team. Get a stadium back in DC. Get it on the metro line. Stop worrying about freaking con, you know concession fees and parking. You will make more than enough money if the team is good and the fan base is strong. And yep. that, that is bad. If you do that right, people will buy all kinds of gear. It's not yep. about selling beers or making 80 bucks off of each damn parking spot. You know, th- that would go along. It's just like the uh, Arthur Blank with Atlanta. You know, you, you can criticize how successful the Falcons have been. I mean, they, ha- they still haven't recovered from the Super Bowl loss. But they got the new stadium. And, th- and they did a lot of things that were, you know, fan favorite kind of stuff they did a lot of a lot of things that you know as far as pricing of concessions and doing things to make it a better experience and let's not fool ourselves it's easier to stay at home and watch a football game than it is to go to the damn stadium 
Oh, absolutely. It's, it's cheaper. It's, definitely. It's cheaper. It's more generally more enjoyable. So if your game day experience isn't good and your football team sucks, nobody wants to pay the money to go. Nobody. Ooh. No. And you sure as hell can't sell PSLs and all that bullshit. Um, if everybody hates you, hates your team, hates your, you know, hates your owner and hates your, you know, hates Bruce Allen. You're not selling anything. So anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean for, we always have games to talk about and here we're ranting on stuff that's more like <laughs> off season chatter, but that's okay. Excuse me. Anyway, um, I'll tell Donovan you what. McNabb says hi, by the way. Donovan McNabb says hi. <laughs> F out of here. Speaking of rants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do want a, a quick uh, tip of the cap as we wrap up the NFL season. I do want to uh, – we need to at least share a sip in honor of Jameis Winston, who created the elite 30-30 and 30 club. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Good job, sir. <laughs> How on earth uh, – he, he, he has like 5,109 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, and 30 picks. That, was the last one a pick six? I think the last one was a pick it six. It was. It was a pick <laughs> six. Because it ended the game in overtime. Yeah, oh, my God. Uh, so, so that's just insane. But uh, as they say, good job, good effort, sir. Mm. Thank you, Jameis Winston. Always entertaining. Um, but let's, uh, yeah, I, I, let's just wrap up with all the coaching stuff. That's not, su- I mean, it's critical, but it's not, <laughs> we got games to talk about. <laughs> Let the new hires, give them a go. You'll know if they're BSC, you'll know pretty quickly. <laughs> just hope none of them are rich co tight. Unless you hate the team that they took over and then it's okay. <laughs> then it's okay. Wild card weekend. Let's shift gears to that. Let's shift gears to that. Mark, did you have any bets riding on any of these games? I don't mean pick them for fun stuff. But did you have any? Uh, did you have any handsomely rewarded bets from any of these things? Oh yeah, slam, slam the Titans hard. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, what was that? Pats by five and a half. Was that the? Uh, it shifted a little bit, but it was it was anywhere from four and a half to five and a half for the the Pats because the public you know loves to trust know, them, no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Well, that's good, and uh, we talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah, you and I were on the same page. It just, you know, uh, I recognize, I recognize as anybody else should or would, that uh, Patriots certainly know how to get it done in the playoffs, and that I'm not going to pretend that, you know, this was just going to be a walk in the park with the Titans or that you know, the Patriots would just, you know, roll over. But uh, out of any of the last, you know, many years, uh, if there was ever a year that the Patriots were, were primed to uh, – Meltdown. Uh, this didn't look great for him, and um, yep, sure enough, it held up. No, they had some moments and they had some opportunities in that game, which was admittedly not the not exactly a the piece de resistance of football. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I tell you what, man, you got to give some kudos to Derrick Henry. That guy was a freaking beast. Yeah. What do they have? 182 yards. Whew. That guy 34 was a, rushes. Yeah, that guy was a freight train, man. That, that's important. That, you know, yeah. the 182 is great, but the 34 yeah. is even better because yeah. it keeps Tom Brady off the field. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's funny to me that not counting the pick six, the desperation heave, you know, throw at the very end, you know, I mean, whatever, that's, you know, a score to end the game. But I don't think there was any other scoring in the second half, if I remember correctly. There wasn't. Yeah. 
So you get you get to tip drill pick six with, I don't know, 12 seconds left, 10, 14, whatever it was. I mean, there wasn't really a lot that was going to happen during <laughs> in that time frame. You know, early on, I thought for a moment that the Pats were going to have it. But you, one of the things that happened was um, in the second quarter when the Patriots had that first and goal and the Titans kept them out of the damn end zone. That's when you knew they, they were going to have some issues. If I remember correctly, and I think I wrote a note about that, it was a really odd thing like, that was the first time, I think, under Brady that they, in the playoffs, that they had a first and goal, like at the one that they weren't able to convert it for a touchdown. Yeah, oh, yeah, there it is. It was the 13th time the Patriots had first and goal at the one in the playoff game in the Tom Brady era, and the first time they failed to get a touchdown on the drive. They went left all three times and got stuffed all yep. three times. Yeah, I, th- I think, was it Michelle, then Burkhead, then Michelle? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't try something else. They needed, they needed Marshawn Lynch right there, didn't they? <laughs> But I mean, that was Edelman again to the right. Yeah, maybe like they did the first time. Yeah, but that was that was a that was an incredible defensive effort from the Titans, and that was a statement because that was that was a game where that one score would have made a significant difference. Clearly, although you you never quite know how a game plays out, so you can you know it's a little revisionist to conveniently cherry pick out something like that. Uh, But I think that particular moment was huge, and then Derrick Henry, I might as well just call that dude the hammer. In that game, and I, you know, I saw people, you know, being really critical of Tannehill. But well, dude, they didn't need Tannehill to do a whole lot. Yeah, Derrick Henry out there, you know, just hammering away, man, burning up clock. And Tannehill then, did his job. And then Vrabel, Belichick, Belichick, screwing around and burning <laughs> up clock late in the game, man. That was so fantastic. Uh, I know. Belichick was so he pissed. was he was pissed. He's like, <laughs> he's using my tactic. Stop him. Well, I I think you know to me, I really think he did that kind of as a way to encourage the league to do something about it. The league didn't do anything about it, but you know, look, the Patriots they had an eight no start and they had a four and five finish, and they clearly had some deficiencies and some issues. Uh, Elliman was not a hundred percent. Uh, Brady was not a hundred percent, but I mean, this, it, this, you know, it's the time of year that people are banged up, man. And it just, it just caught up to them. Uh, they don't have a one. They weren't able to replace Gronk. Watson had some nice moments, but you know, Gronk was super clutch when he was on field and Edelman had some nice plays, but he had a, a, a bad drop on a second and six in the fourth quarter. That would have been a first down and the Patriots and, ended up punting. He fumbled, didn't he? Uh, I'd have to double check. Maybe. Um, I, I thought he fumbled away a ball, and the Titans got it uh, in that first half. Could have, but you know, it just it it that was not a pretty football game, man. But uh, Tannehill stats may have been mediocre, but that dude, that was a Derrick Henry day, man. Come on, Mm-mm. that was a Derrick Henry day, and a lot that of the de- weather that team, yeah, and that was a lot of defense too. The the way they had to win that game, mm-hmm. you know that, and and that's it's kind of a theme uh, with. Um, another game we're going to talk about here in a minute mm-hmm. is the number of rushing attempts. Like I get the yardage may be great or not great in circumstances, but I think the rushing attempts and owning the time of possession mm-hmm. a little bit more than your opponent wearing down the defense, that's playoff football. I mean, right. that's, that's old school football. That's a proven commodity, a way to win. And, that can't be understated here. Like the 182 is awesome. That's right. a phenomenal day. The 34 rushes, I think that's even better. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, when we talk about Minnesota, New Orleans, you know, we'll talk about that as well. But you know, Tennessee, yes, Tannehill's been on fire. But if you're going to beat the Patriots, 
you got to milk that clock, own time of possession, mm-hmm. and keep it low score. And and, and Vrabel knew that. that. That's what he did, and oh, that's yeah. how he won the game. Yeah, they, they did a good job. They did a good job. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll be real curious to see how the Ravens-Titans game goes. Because I... Uh, Yes, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about Ingram, and I, I mean, the Ravens have been phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, and uh, it's not that I have a huge, huge degree of faith in like the Titans' corners and all that kind of stuff. But I tell you what, man, if Derrick Henry, if they can control the clock and pound the ball and run like that, and you can run on Baltimore, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're doormats. I'm not saying that, but you can run on Baltimore. Uh, that's a recipe for playoff success if they can do it right and keep the ball the hell out of Lamar Jackson's hands, dude. Yep. You know, if they can bottle that guy up. So I'll be very curious to see if, you know, hopefully that's not one of those things where the, you know, Pats game was the Titans Super Bowl, as as they like to say. You know, you get the win and then you do squat the next round. But um, <laughs> I'm intrigued by it. I still certainly favor the Ravens, don't get me wrong, but I'm intrigued by what that could be. Tanny Hill will have to do more in this game. Oh, of course. I would I would certainly expect so. I and, would certainly um, expect so. You know, Tanny Hill, AJ Brown, uh those tight ends, I, I think play action will pl- probably play a huge part in this game. Mhm. And um you know, I, I think that's they will run the ball. They're obviously going to run the ball a lot. You know, I, w- I would say at least 25 to 30 rushes for Henry, unless if they get behind quick, will be the recipe. But you're not getting 15 uh, passes out of Tannehill in this game. You got to get at least 20. Yeah, it w- I think some of that's going to be a matter of game flow and how they want to go after Baltimore. And, right. and the other thing with Baltimore is you just can't let them, like, blow up on you at the beginning of a game because you, can, you can't yeah. spot them 21. You nope. know what I'm saying? That's that's a dangerous game to play. Um, but I, I think that, you know, maybe the Titans are there. This is, again, playoff football can be weird because sometimes you have these expectations for teams, right? And you mentioned Minnesota and, and New Orleans. Let me tell you, I thought New Orleans had a great shot uh, of making a run to the NFC Championship game. I really, really did. I thought they had a great shot going to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, but you – well, one you – know, one game at a time on this on the Cincinnati, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, 100%. you know, I, I don't know what it is about the Saints and the playoffs, but man, they got some ba- bad mojo past couple of years. Although, again, I I, I kind of chuckle at it because uh, you, you know, we've talked about this in years past. I always kind of felt like uh, they got away with like football murder that year against Favre when he was with the Vikings. So there's always a part of me that's like, ha ha. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, I mean, there let's is. Let's be honest, Justin. What if we could switch the results of last week's game and Favre's game? We totally would. Oh, of course, hundred percent, hundo, hundo percent. Look, this is dedicated uh, from the Twitter Terminator to Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. How do you fuck that up? How? Do you fuck that up? Hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Me so hard in the NFL fantasy challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I, like I had um, Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas. 
Got nothing. And I and I think I used the Saints defense, but I got nothing out of them. Oh Thanks, God. y'all. I, I should have had Derrick Henry and uh I don't know anybody other Seattle's defense. <laughs> the, oh, D- DK Metcalf is who I should have had DK Metcalf oh, and Derrick Henry. Okay. Yeah, and Seattle's defense. Go figure. That was probably actually given the issues the Eagles had, that would have been a smart play. Let's be honest. But uh, Vikings Saints, man, I'm going to give credit to the Vikings, credit to Kirk Cousins, and and that defense. They did they did a good job. I didn't expect that. I, I really thought the Saints were going to handle some business. I thought the Saints had a revenge motive. They had not only like playoff success this year as motivation, they had payback mm-hmm. as motivation, and they didn't deliver. And you know, I, I, of course, we had this hundredth, you know. NFL 100 and all that stuff, and people were griping about Breeze not not making their like top 10. But you see the play, and this is this is a t- this is so unfair to Drew. It, it really is, right? But I don't know how you can get over the hump with the argument about him being. And I love Drew Breeze. Don't take this any other way. But when you talk about the greats, he's got a lot of statistics. That's regular season numbers. Yep. But dear God, in the playoffs, I know he had that Super Bowl run. But holy moly, have they had some letdowns in the playoffs since. And it's not all on him. It's not. And at this point, I, I think age has caught up to him a little bit. But, I mean, dude, through three quarters, he was 13-19 for 79 yards and a pick. I mean, they were yeah. torching people at the end of the regular season, and that's what happened? Dude, Taysom Hill was their freaking MVP for that game. I know. I know. So, Taysom Hill had 50 yards passing through three quarters. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, and he t- threw one pass. Yeah. T- Taysom Hill, by the way, is the first player in the Super Bowl era with 50 passing yards, 50 rushing yards, and 20 receiving yards in a playoff game. <laughs> Which is kind of like a really rando kind of stat. Um, look, I, 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 I don't know what the line ended up being, but I would imagine the Saints had to be favored by, you know, realistically a touchdown-ish uh, in that game. And, you know, again, I, I just think, to me, I thought they had enough stuff, enough motivation, enough talent to do that. And it, again, some of this is you just have to give credit to Minnesota for their game plan, for their execution. I'm not saying they were, they were perfect, but I didn't, I didn't have faith that Cook was going to be productive. He had 84 yards in the first half, most against the Saints all season. Uh, of course, Lutz whiffed on a, a field goal at the end of the first half for the uh, Saints. That didn't help him. Cousins had some nice throws. They had a couple of, you know, he had a couple of deep throws to Thielen. Uh, Dalvin Cook had some tough runs. I mean, they just, they did some good things. And it felt like the Saints had to resort to a little bit of trickery with Taysom Hill. Um, I don't know if some of that's just Drew Brees can't hit the long balls all that well at this. I know. All that well. And maybe some of that is you figure the defense expects Taysom Hill to run. Uh, so maybe that uh, you know sets things up a little bit to be able to, to rock a bomb, maybe. But I empathize on some level with Saints fans because it's almost like football cruelty at this point. I mean, Breeze fumbled in the fourth quarter, and it was the first time Breeze lost a fourth quarter fumble in a game since 2014. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it, it looked like for a moment that the Saints were going to get this you know, crazy Dalvin Cook fumble and do a scoop and score and, like, you know, have a little payback for the Minneapolis miracle, all that kind of stuff. But his knee was down, so it didn't matter. But, you know, they force OT. It's just, I don't know, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And I, I still think, given given the narrative that Kirk Cousins has had to deal with, and as a Redskins fan, I dealt with a lot of Kirk Cousins, 
uh, sometimes great, sometimes awful, uh, but typically hasn't delivered in the biggest moments in the big games. And he he had some nice moments, dude. He had some nice moments. And, you know, he was clutch. He was clutch hitting Kyle Rudolph. We can argue about the, you know, maybe they should have called P.I. or not. Um, I don't know that it would have been awful to call pass interference there, but I don't think it was necessary. I think they had some hand fighting and uh, did Rudolph extend the arm a little bit? Yeah, he did, but I, I didn't view it as egregious, and I don't know that it would have been appropriate to overturn that or to turn it into a PI in that moment. I don't know if it was warranted at that level. But look, for the Saints, each of their last eight playoff games have been decided by eight points or less. That is an NFL record. Their last three losses have come on the final play. You have the Minneapolis Miracle with Diggs in 2017. 2018, you have that uh, infamous non-pass interference call on the Rams. Uh, and then Zerline ended up, Greg the leg ended up kicking a, a game-winning field goal on that one. And, of course, in this one, you have the Kyle Rudolph touchdown in overtime. So that's three rip, you know, rip your football fan heart out of your chest kind of moments. Uh, the Saints are the first NFL, NFL team, this is awful, to have six straight playoff eliminations by one score. And they are the second team to lose in overtime in back-to-back seasons. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's rough. Uh, Kirk Cousins, by the way, had been 3-11-1 versus winning teams as a starter in Minnesota and 6-29 and versus teams that finished the season with a ring- winning record if you include his time with the Redskins. But they delivered. They delivered. So, um, I guess, out of curiosity... Any particular impressions from, you know, Saints Vikings, uh, and what maybe what you expect of the Saints? Uh, not the Saints. We they're going home. Uh, maybe what you expect of the Vikings going forward? Um, basically, what I'm thinking here is when I was watching the game, mm-hmm. obviously, like you, Justin, I was banking on the Saints just because I just felt like that offense was just firing in all cylinders. Kamara's coming back; he's healthier, and and. I was not expecting what I saw, but I, the thing is I forget Vikings also are a dome team just like the saints. So it's, Mm -hmm. so that's, so it's not like it's a huge disadvantage for them playing in new Orleans, but also when, you know, everybody's writing you off, you have nothing to lose. You might as well go all out anyway. Yeah. I also saw a report where the Vikings actually said they watched how the Niners beat uh, the saints and used that to their advantage. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was, it was just one of those things where I didn't see it happening, but I knew once I saw Cook running well, I had a feeling that at least the game was going to be close. Mm-hmm. What I wasn't expecting was it, I didn't realize that they actually had it in them to knock off just that tough of a team. But going forward, I mean, obviously being biased and all because they're playing the Niners. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> it should be. It's going to be a good game. It's not going to be a blowout. Of course, Niners don't know what a, hasn't don't know what a blowout is since earlier in the season. Every damn game they keep playing is like by one score. So <laughs> I'm going to have. A, I'm, I'm going to need lots of beer and you might. A heart attack in the process. <laughs> you might uh, stay heart attack free, please. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway, it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, today we can see that Thielen got hurt in practice. Doing, uh, they didn't say anything about the severity of the ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diggs nurse, nursing himself because he's got the flu. So I'm not going to sit there and say rule them out for Saturday. Hey, Randy, 
I think we just got a phone call from Arnold. Yeah. He, he has some. Uh, he wanted to send some messages to the Vikings for Adam Thielen and Diggs. <laughs> you said it yourself. You idiot. No, not that. Stop being such a pussy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So don't give me that crap. That's right. Get up. Sorry. Get it done, man. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> Side note. Oh. Go ahead. Joey Bosa and he sacks quarterbacks. That's right. <laughs> I was You're a say. fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. There you go. Could be. Uh, I think the real thing here is is that the Niners are getting healthy at the right time because all these guys that haven't been playing, D. Ford, Quan Alexander coming off of mm-hmm. IR, uh, Jaquiski, Tart, the three of the big guys that they've been missing on the defense, they're going to play. I'm just hope I'm just going to be curious to see if the Vikings beating the Saints like you were talking about the Titans beating the Patriots and mm. you know having that be their Super Bowl. So, we'll see who if they show up big or if they just have a letdown game cuz that's always a possibility because it's was such a tough hard-fought game and they played their hearts out and hopefully they save some for San Francisco cuz I guarantee you that they're not going to take any kindly to them coming to San Francisco. And- well, no, of course not. One thing that's easy to forget in all that, there was a point in overtime when Dalvin Cook went down and uh, Lattimore got his ankle rolled <clears throat> under Cook. And uh, it was Patrick Robinson that got, I don't know, I mean, it was a great throw from Cousins, but Adam Thielen caught a bomb uh, over Patrick Robinson, got him down inside the five, and then I'm pretty sure it was Patrick Robinson again that Kyle Rudolph caught the touchdown on. So losing Lattimore hurt them. But I, I think their offensive production was brutal in that game. Brutal. Uh, Taysom Hill notwithstanding. I mean, that, that's a fascinating dude. Fascinating dude. But uh, before, I, uh, before I get into the, uh, the, the 49ers and the Vikings, Mark, I'm curious. Any takeaways from Saints-Vikings? But more importantly, what kind of line are we looking at? And what what are you feeling with uh, Vikings and 49ers, man? Uh, so uh, pretty much something like you guys covered most everything with the Saints, Vikings. I give give the Vikings credit for getting it done. I certainly think if Cook had not been able to come back for the game, uh, I, I, I and I like some of the, the guys that filled in while Cook was out, but I don't think they, you know, win that game without Cook. I mean, maybe no. I'm just stating the obvious, but I... Uh, and 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 I do just want to say, I mean, I think it would have been maybe a travesty is excessive, but it would have been really wrong to have seen pass interference called on the last play. Uh, the, the 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 Saints have every right to you know bitch about some of the bad luck they had with you know wrong calls in the past few years, but that that's not one of them. No, that that, that would have been you know fairly nonsensical again. It's one hand. They're both battling. It's that Rudolph. I didn't under, I was kind of surprised by the play call, to be honest. I just didn't see, uh, I, I didn't see that being a, you know, slammed on play call, but, mm-hmm. um, it worked out. Great, great job on Rudolph. Could be in it. Yeah. Getting up there. And, and, um, I don't know what I don't know what the size difference is between Robinson and Rudolph, but I would imagine Rudolph is significantly bigger than Patrick Robinson. It was six one, six one to six six, and it was okay. over fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so the size advantage definitely made sense, and and that's what I didn't see at first, but then out on the well, as I started seeing Rudolph, okay, yeah, 
Yeah. Size advantage. Good, 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 good call. I think that's one where it, it's just the recency bias and the, and the pains of the past couple of years for the Saints. But, you know, none of us are Saints fans or Vikings fans per se, but that wouldn't – I don't know that that would have felt right. It, right. No, absolutely Especially not, not on a review because they didn't call it, it on a play. The, right. Changing exactly. that on a review would have been worse. You know, it, it's one thing if it's an egregious play or if it's – you know, a, a, a Texan gives up the ball and the Bills get a touchdown, and then somebody randomly runs out and says, "No, we can't do that." Right, and, but, and we obviously understand there's there's still a lot of tweaking that needs to be done yes. in, or, in, in order to uh, help both you know the league and coaches and fans understand like you know what the you know the ability to you know challenge you know penalty calls you know truly means I, I know they, they say it's just got to be so obvious but i mean certainly throughout the season i think all of us can say we've seen a couple where we're like okay well yeah that one makes sense that one seems like a smart chat i mean look if right. we see it on the replay it's, it's blatant and i mean I, I i don't know what the numbers are i know it's incredibly minimal uh the ones that they actually changed and I, I think on paper yes that's i mean i think that you know we don't it would be weird to see it frequently work I don't think that's the point, but uh, but anyway, yeah, that that would have been no, it, that wouldn't have been consistent remotely whatsoever. With needs the to be side. egregious. That one was not egregious. I exactly. think that I, I like, think that was hand there's, fighting. There's, there's, I understand I, why they did yeah. why they why they challenged it. I mean, you have to at that point. That's the only chance you have. But uh, yeah, that would have been just wrong. I do yeah. have to ask, Justin. Uh-huh. Were you able to find some Alanis Morissette ironic? <laughs> <laughs> because what? the Saints' season ends. In no pass interference the last two years in a row. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> if I'm a Saints <laughs> if I'm a Saints fan, I'm bitter. I am. Uh yeah. But yeah. but I, I I don't think that's the reason they lost. I mean it, that that ends the game. That nah, ends the game. It, it drew- Drew but. Brees and not running the ball enough in that game. Like I'm looking at the team rush. 17 total rushes for 97 yards. Are you freaking kidding? Only 17 rushes in the game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. In a playoff game where you need to control the clock, you're only running it 17 times with Kamara. Yeah. And Taysom Hill. i like, come on now. No. And Murray. Yeah, see got, that, and I think that time, that's you a gotta, you got to tote that rock a lot. Sorry to cut you off. No, man, no, it's but. okay. The the Latavius Murray gripe is an absolutely legitimate one because it's Cause, like they wasted that dude. Yeah, I mean, look, I I get it. Breeze thirty three passes, but you got seventeen total rushes for the team. That's not just Camara. Well, that's the team. If your offense is being productive, otherwise. Fine, you build an argument for it, but if you're not productive, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a, a, an underwhelming performance from the offense from the Saints. I mean, to that, me, by far, it's such an underwhelming performance. Yeah. So, like, I expected the Saints to actually pretty much roll in this game. You're going against Kirk freaking Cousins. Man. I know. Track record in big moments is not good. Like, right. there's but. no way you should lose that game, and you lost the game. They lost the game, but I, you know, again, maybe this is just one of those things that we need to give the Vikings, you know, defense some credit. You know uh, what? In, in Zim, I, I was listening to the interview with mm-hmm. him and Dion for a little bit. Like they were missing. A couple I, lo- of I love how times. I love how you ball you get to call it. It, it was Zimmer that, that made me laugh. Hey, you know what though? 
Prom and, and Zim are pretty tight. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Zim Zim <laughs> is actually one of my favorite coaches. I I'm shocked he's actually got the Vikings that another team didn't pick him up sooner. Yeah. And shame on the other teams for not picking him up sooner. Great coach in the league. Um, he deserved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed a couple DBs in a game when you got to go against Michael Thomas, the guy that just broke Marvin Harrison's record for uh, receptions in the season. And he had, I mean, it he feels like the only thing that dude hasn't caught recently is the flu. You know what I'm saying? Man. Right. That's the only thing that dude – well, let's hope that's the only thing he hasn't caught. Um, <laughs> they make a cream for that too, man. Hey, now. <laughs> I mean, y'all understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, here. no, we like, do, we do, we do. There's uh, underwhelming. no way New Orleans should have lost that game. You had the home field. You had two their top two DBs out of the game. There's no way you should lose that game. They got some bad mojo somehow, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. and, and Justin, I mean, you you make a great point. That's uh, it wasn't as though they're. Their offense was 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 clicking, you mm-hmm. know, just by the by the pass game. Now, I mean, the one play that I'd give them credit, and I certainly think they so it's it was such a great you know Saints like play, and what they should build on was when you know Taysom had the bomb downfield mm-hmm. because I mean when when Hill's back there in the background, I mean basically every defense you know is just looking at it like all right, well let's you know let's 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 box them in. I mean obviously they're going to be you know keep your eyes peeled because they're going to be doing some form of a run. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was a phenomenal play call. And, and when they needed a spark, and, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, he, he slightly underthrew him. Otherwise, it would have been a touchdown. But still, I mean, you know, finally put a, put a spark under him. And, um, but yeah, I mean, with, 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 you know, several of the best backs in the leagues, and the leagues, at the Shannon's point, 17, you know, rushes, that uh, just can't happen. And, again, mainly – because of your point, because it, it wasn't like the passing game was 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 getting them you know far enough uh, in the game. See, yeah, but like with uh, this, Camaro, was, this was a game that I, I mm-hmm. and I think most people uh, likely looked at this week and being like, all right, I mean, I, I can I can make an argument for most any team, and I'm not. I mean, I any team in the playoffs is is, is not a scrub. The Eagles other, disagree. Other, other than other than the Eagles, yeah, but no, I mean. It, it, you, you got to have some chops, and so the Vikings are, are not scrubs at all. There's a lot of things I like about them. I'm I'm with Shannon, big fan of Zimmer. I, I like Cook a lot, but you know Cousins is 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 so hit or miss. Um, so it just felt like this was you know Saints' opportunity to to it pretty easily roll onto the divisional, and not so much. Here here's the thing, Dalvin Cook, twenty eight rushes. Yeah. He only had 94 yards, but they gave that man the rock 28 times. Right. Which took the ball out of Breeze's hands a few more times. He only had 94 yards. He had two touchdowns, which is huge, obviously, and that's Mm -hmm. what she said. Hey, now. But, you know, 28 rushes. Run is playoff football, man. You got short – you got – a, a dynamic offense on the other side. You got to shorten that clock, do what you got to do. Um, and I forgot to mention with the Titans punter, man. I'm just glad that L wasn't silent in that statement there. Hey, now. <laughs> I, and, and I totally forgot to mention earlier, the Titans oh. punter had six punts, mm-hmm. four of them inside the 20-yard line. You remember the playoff game where Mike Cyphers just killed the Colts? 
He was a San Diego punter. I don't, but you apparently, you apparently sure do. Dude, let me tell you something. I think he had at least four punts within the 10-yard line in a playoff game. And Peyton Manning had to try to go 90 yards at least four times in that game. It was it was insane. Like, all three phases, everything comes into play in playoff yeah, games. Right. You know, things we don't think about in the regular season are the punts. Well, they matter more. Right. They matter. They, it it, it yes. does matter a little bit more. And, you know, Tennessee's punter is an all-pro, first-team all-pro. Four times within the twenty, so you're forcing Brady with subpar receivers. And by the way, can y'all get Brady some better receivers if if you're that if you're New England? Like They're, they've been trying though, dude. They've been trying. What are you doing man, they've been trying, man. I mean, they you know, traded for Snoo. They, 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 they kill Harry. I mean, look, if it's well, one thing New England hasn't done particularly well, it, as long as I can remember, is draft wide receivers man they just they just haven't i mean they've DK tried though Metcalf says hi by the way say what dk metcalf says yeah hi, by the oh way. and um aj brown oh yeah both of those guys say hi although yeah 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 like wasn't the last real kind of successful wide receiver they drafted Dion branch i you'd have to we'd have to go back and look i mean you know edelman's that's an what, out that's what it feels Gronk. like yeah i mean Gronk. But Gronk's Gronk, a tight I mean, end, tight end. A wide receiver. Yeah. Because but clearly Gronk was missed. He clearly opens the passing game up for everybody else yeah, but to com- perform. But coming out of college, man, that dude had like back injuries. He hadn't I mean you know, I mean that was that was a that was lightning in a bottle. You know what I'm saying? Well, like he didn't even play a senior year. Yeah. But yeah. they still took him in what, the second or third round? Yeah, I we'd, have, say. we'd have to go back and look at it. But I mean that was that just happened to work out, and sometimes those things happen. You know, I love Gronk. I would like, I love Gronk, man. I would totally have a Gronk jersey. Although I will say, he was Ugh. awful. He was awful on on that New Year's Eve thing. Was it with Steve Harvey? Did you guys see that where he picked up like somebody gave yeah. um somebody made like this Lego head of Steve Harvey, and and they gave it to him, and he you know what I mean? I'm sure it was all staged and all goofy, but Gronk picked up the Lego head of Steve Harvey. <laughs> And just spiked it and blew it up. I mean, that makes sense. It, it, it was it was it was so awkward. I'm, I'm sure the alcohol was rolling at that point. In time, Maybe so it doesn't really matter. He so. was wearing like a leather helmet and like this old school kind of football outfit. It was it was just bizarre. But he totally. I mean, it, that was a It was a big Lego head. It wasn't like like a couple of Legos. I mean, it was a big piece. Whoa! <laughs> hey now! <laughs> yeah. Hey now! It was it was a big piece, dude. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Speak, 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 speaking of uh, off topic, but Patriots related, uh, <laughs> can't lie, I'm kind of cur- curious. I'm surprised it's happening, but I think uh, I saw there's like a big uh, Netflix documentary coming this year on, uh, of, on what, the Cincin- of, of what the Cincinnati Bengals sideline. No, <laughs> maybe, but uh, uh, of, of Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah, that could be interesting. So I found the list real quick. Uh huh. Of since, what? So since 2002, these are the wide receivers. Oh God! The Patriots have drafted Dion Branch, good in the second round. Bethel Johnson in 2003. Fail. 2004. PK Sam. Nope. <laughs> That's a Florida State product, I think. And then it went to 2006. Chad Jackson. Nope. 
the the see Matthew Slater, who is a good in two thousand eight, who's a all you know, is a good special teamer. Valuable, but not you know. Two thousand nine, Julian Edelman in the seventh round. Yeah. And but, Brandon yeah. Tate in the third round. Yeah. I mean Edelman's an outlier. He had no idea that guy was gonna turn into what he uh, did. Two thousand ten, Taylor Price. Nope. Don't, don't know who that is. <laughs> Jeremy Ebert in two thousand twelve. Ebert. No Aaron Siskel. in 2013, and Josh Boyce in 2013. You idiot! Crap. Jeremy <laughs> Gallon in 2014. Oh, shit! Exactly. Malcolm Mitchell in 2016. No deal. Uh, that's a Georgia kid. He has some injuries. Braxton Berrios in 2018. Take it back! <laughs> and then Nikhil Harry in 2019. Yeah. They're, they're, like I said, the last real guy who made a legit contribution that didn't need Gronk was Dion Branch <laughs> yeah. back in 2002. Thank you, Randy. Good job. Thank you for educating us. That's right. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a who's who of uh, stellar performers. Yeah. That, that's the BSE of drafting receivers. That's pr- that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Uh, if we put that up against the Redskins draft classes. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Terry McLaurin actually wins that at this point. So. No, like uh, yeah, he's legit. One player, but I think he's I think he's absolutely legit. Uh, no, but uh, their, their tracker. There was a year I'd have to look back at what year it was, but there were a lot of good people drafted around him, and they took uh, they took a kid that had all kinds of knee problems. It was worthless. Malcolm, something I don't know. I'd have to look at. I've blocked some of those players out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm Kelly, maybe I don't know. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. there was like because there was like two, two or three, like two receivers right in a row, almost like mm-hmm. the second, third round, back to back, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, they they were bad picks. Uh, and, no, their, their track record isn't great either. But uh, yeah, I mean, Bruce Allen was there for a decade. So what did you want but a big bunch of Bruce Allen BSC? Of course, they sucked. I mean, shocker. Um, let me circle back because we didn't. I didn't. I wanted to get this tidbit from uh, Mark on Vikings. 49ers um, yes. as far as uh, not necessarily calling your shot, but just expectations for the game and maybe what the line's looking like. Yeah, so the line is uh, Niners minus seven, which uh, mm. is not, I kind of thought going into the weekend, it probably would be the biggest line of the weekend, uh, but it's definitely not. Um, what's the biggest so line? I, what's that? What's the biggest line? Uh, well, so they're both both the uh, 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 Ravens and Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites uh, in their game, so that that feels that feels like a lot on paper to me. I, I feel like especially with the Chiefs. I mean, I, I I don't I don't really know what to expect out of the Titans Ravens game. Other than I mean, I feel like we got four games that should be entertaining. It'd be hard pressed to have as entertaining weekend as we just had. I mean, four games that all you know were you know close and mattered in the ends. Uh, even but, if even if occasionally nap inducing, <laughs> even if occasionally nap inducing, he's still at least you know you know competitive. Uh, yeah, not necessarily the best football always, but but I, I got to say for for Niners Vikings, I, I it's I'm really hard pressed to think that the Vikings buck doesn't stop here, and and I would uh, not by a ton because I, um, I I think the Vikings could compete for a stretch. But I would definitely favor taking the the Niners with the you know, uh, the, and given given the seven points. Uh, I feel like the Niners, if they play their game, they they could very easily win by double digits. And to me, is the game that I felt like looking at the weekend in advance mm-hmm. could be a game that's you know would be a blowout. 
Um, now, again, I know that's not the Niners' style necessarily uh, for, for, for this, the, the season, but when everything the Niners are doing is, is clicking, I mean, I just don't think the Vikings have enough firepower uh, to, to, yeah, to stop them. Well, if, if, Thielen, if they don't have Thielen, I think they have a big problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, and obviously he's been battling some injuries on the back part of the season. But what I'm really curious about, is to see how how much insight Kyle Shanahan has when it comes to Cousins from their time in D.C. Because I would think, I would think that that's a advantageous, significantly advantageous for the 49ers for defensing him and understanding him. Yep. Per- perhaps more so than Cousins read on Shanahan. You know, but we'll see. But that that little variable being in play is a fascinating wrinkle because you've got some familiarity with Cousins, you know, with some of what I would think like Shanahan's offensive concepts and some of the stuff he likes to do. But more so really coming from the 49ers perspective is knowing who Kirk Cousins is and the things that he would have his weaknesses and some of the things that he would struggle with. Uh, I would think that that gives the 49ers a little because they have a good defense. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're elite great, but they're they're good. good. And to have yeah. to have that level of insight on a player, particularly who has struggled historically in the big moments on the big stage, under the bright lights, I you know, to me it's really hard not to favor the 49ers, man, but I I'm super curious to see um how much that comes into play in that game. No, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um so, uh, so yeah, Thielen's going to make a big difference, and I, I, I I'm going to choose to believe he gets out there. I uh, certainly hope so. I mean, I, I feel like you know, especially when I don't have a you know dog, dog in fight, fight. Uh, I, I you want to see you know teams at their 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 max uh, ability, and uh, so you know, like I said, I, I would I would take the Niners given the points, uh, but you know, you never know. You know, Cousins, you know, certainly can be so so hit or miss. Got got to use Diggs more. Uh, but uh, yeah. is is there a player that has has two better like pictures than uh, Diggs with the walk off Minneapolis miracle shot where he takes his helmet and, like throws it off and then him <laughs> doing that what looked like he was doing like some kind of crazy victory dance in front of Sean Payton at the end yeah, of that dude, game? It's pretty pretty fantastic. He's got, uh, he's, he's got a couple yeah, of great ones. But I, I do I do I do love as as, as Booger said you know that's uh, you know isn't it uh, you know shocking how the the, the Vikings. Uh, I should pull this up so I get the exact wording, but I don't know if you heard it, but but Booger uh, saying that uh, it's like a travesty that the Vikings had to you know deal with something you know, once again like the Minneapolis miracle, is like they they won the game because with a Minneapolis miracle. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're such an idiot. And I mean the one that I got mad at while I was watching the game on on Saturday was when um, I was third and uh, five late. And uh, they need to get in uh, field goal range, and uh, Booger was saying just you know uh, they should just you know run up the middle real quick and, and then spike it. <laughs> in the third and five, you can't you can't just just spike it for that. What are you talking about? You're so stupid, man. You just <laughs> you know what's great is that Booger <sighs> Booger McFarland has morphed into a gloriously fantastic sports meme. And so people take pictures of Booger McFarlane, and you've probably seen some of these, but it has gotten so much traction over the past couple of weeks. And you have actual things he said, 
and then stuff that people make up that you would file under like like duh derp or captain obvious kind of statements and it's great what's sad is that you're not always sure if it's something that somebody made up or if he actually said it right like it, like for the wind had this great piece where they're just uh, they have all this twitter commentary and so like again you just you see this picture of booger booger mcfarlane like with his headset on or whatever with his hands out like like he's talking to the camera and one's like if the buffalo bills outscore the texans they will win this game hashtag <laughs> nfl wildcard um, <laughs> another one is the reason i'm commentating the playoffs is because the regular season has ended <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good lord, uh, he's, he's just—he's just a, a gem uh, in such a bad way. Um, no, I, so I had to pull it up. So the the, the Minneapolis miracle quote, you know, during the the Vikings uh, uh, Saints game is uh, these are the type of plays that historically have gone against the Vikings. The Minneapolis miracle plays that are fluke plays that went against this team. I'm sure Vikings fans are saying it's about time we get one of these plays to go our way. <laughs> True story. Thanks, Booger. Uh, what do you say? I think at this point you just say thank you, Booger, for the complete nonsense. High fives to you on the commentary fail train, buddy. I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a quick break and stretch our legs. Uh, as always, you can track us down on our home feed on Podbean, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, whole bunch of other services. Keywords are sports and brew, and we'll be right back. All right, man, let's kick up part two of this bad boy. Well, look, man, I know it's getting a little late for you. You have an early morning. So just out of curiosity, I'd like to, uh, why don't you call your shots for the divisional round and the CFP? Okay. Because we can keep going, but I, I want to give you a, an out before it gets too late for you. But I definitely wanted to hear your thoughts on, uh, we've covered 49ers, Vikings, we know that. Yeah. Uh, but the other games, and then calling your shots for LSU, Clemson. Gladly. Uh, so I, I, I think uh, this weekend looks it looks a bit more favored heavy for me uh, for NFL. I got to favor the, the Ravens to, to, to knock out the Titans. I'm I'm very impressed by the way the Titans pulled themselves together uh, mm-hmm. late, and I mean certainly you know, handled their business against the Patriots. Uh, but this Ravens team, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like to me, I mean, they're the two teams that I feel like have the the best momentum, you know, going uh, at the end of the season. I mean, uh, obviously Lamar Jackson, I don't know how he's not MVP. He, he just feels like he had would have to be. Uh, it plus, does feel know, like he has to be. Yeah. Plus, plus he, he doesn't want to just keep on seeing Ingram Ingram hype him up as as yeah. the uh, expected MVP. I hope Fantastic. I hope I hope Ingram is is right and ready. I do. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I, I, again, I was a little surprised to see quite as high as you know nine and a half point line for the, the Ravens, but uh, I would have expected an order to be probably like seven and a half. Uh, but you know, certainly the Ravens are very capable. I mean, if, they, if their offense is clicking, uh, I'm just not sure the Titans uh, can can keep up. But uh, we'll see. Uh, so I take the Ravens and probably a. a I'm gonna say a ten point victory for the Ravens. Yeah, see the, uh, the line on ESPN is is uh, Ravens minus ten, okay. and with an over under of forty six and a half. Now I don't know what sports book they base their stuff off. I'm not sure, but Baltimore 40, 40, minus 40, ten 40, over 40, under forty six and a half. Yeah, I, and I would probably think yeah I would I would barely think over there mainly just because I think that you know that the Ravens are gonna you know push the offense and uh, push the tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, Chiefs nine and a half point favorites against the Texans. I want to see the Texans keep it a tight game. I, I think 
you know, they, I don't know. I just, I'm just such a huge fan of, of Watson and, 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 uh, and Hopkins. And, um, obviously I, I would hope most anybody who, you know, doesn't have a direct rivalry against the Texans is a, a JJ Watt fan. I would think it'd be hard to not like him. Um, Texans better hope so, Will Fuller is right. That's all yeah, I'm saying. For sure. They, they need to be healthy. Uh, absolutely. But the Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs coming in well, well rested. So, I don't know. I, I, it's another one that I feel like could get away from the, the Texans uh, because I just feel like sometimes they just don't seem like they're. I don't know. Like I don't know if they're not motivated enough. I mean that sounds silly, but you know they they just they they their offense to me should be capable of much more than you know, we saw this past weekend. They got it done, but I, I felt like they they should have done a lot better. I don't uh, trust the Texans ever since they completely hosed me versus the damn. Uh, Buccaneers, I have zero faith in them. Yeah, can, I, I get, I get that. I mean, as tragically awful as the Bucks are on defense, and the Texans were garbage. For so sure. I, I have no, tr- I have no trust. I have no faith. I, Deshaun Watson is phenomenal, but uh, they're not the same team if Fuller's not right. They're just not. And as wonderful as his, you know, I'm getting hit by two Buffalo Bills at the end of this game. As as glorious as that play was, I just. What I worry with this is if the Chiefs are right, if the Chiefs are what I think they're going to be, I don't think the Texans can keep up with them. You're probably right. I mean, it, it, it's 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 certainly if we're looking at recent recency bias of, of looking at you know game film, the Texans' offense. While I, I think they've got pieces that are comparable enough, I'm not saying the Texans' offense is as strong as the Chiefs. Absolutely not. But I think that you know they've certainly have plenty of great great weapons uh but it's just not consistent it's never consistent enough it feels like when watson is really pressed to come come together he he often can like fourth quarter when, right. when they really need something but it just seems like it should be able to be more, much more consistent than that well and um digging a hole you know getting out of a 16 point hole against buffalo was one thing but if they if if they dig a big a big ass hole right. against the chiefs don't count on the Chiefs not being able to score late, <laughs> right. late in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. they just—it's not—it's not like the Chiefs' offense is going to stop. You know, rolling. Um, and I mean, you get to, you get you, down, well. You, you can't know, count on that. Four, four, Fourteen points early right. to, to the Chiefs. I don't think you can uh, count you, on the Texans. Yeah, you, I don't think you can count on the Texans' defense locking the Chiefs down. Maybe they do, but to me, it's like. Uh, like I think there's a high probability that the Ravens could jump out early on the Titans and it changes the dynamic of the game. I think there's a high probability that the Chiefs, if they have a hot start, the Texans just have a problem. And it's not because I don't like Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson is incredible. But those two games in particular, the start of the game to me is going to tell us a lot about what the game should and could be for the Titans and for the Texans. And uh, that they they have to be on point early. It's one thing to trade blows, but you know if if they're sloppy early or mistake prone early, or give either of those teams a jump, if the Ravens get get up, you know, a couple of scores on the Titans, they got big problems. If the Chiefs right. get up a couple of scores on the Texans, they got big problems because the Texans, I guess, ideally they could score a lot of points in bunches. That's just that's a dangerous thing against the Chiefs at Arrowhead to make the assumption that you can you can tighten down and lock them up and come back from 16 or 18 or 20. 
Right. Just you don't, you don't, you don't want that. To, if, you're, no. if you're a Texas fan, you, you don't want to be looking down that barrel. I mean, I think, uh, you know, again, <clears throat> I, I, as I love to say, not, not rocket science here, but for the Titans, uh, <laughs> you hope that Henry can, you know, can look, you know, similar to how he, he has yes. late and, and be the workhorse and keep keep Jackson off the field as much as possible. Yeah, that that's certainly going to be their their key to success. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, if, you, if you're a Texans fan, you, you you hope that they're they're clicking early, that they're putting up some points, any points. I mean, just 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 can't have you know you know I, I don't know. Texans just often shock me when they had just these embarrassing like three and outs where it just looks like they're just nobody's on the same page and not using Hopkins. And hey, I'm like, what what are you doing? I'm going to throw this out there for you for fun. Because they have all the speculation with Tom Brady and the Patriots, and of course the the prevailing theory is that is Kraft, of course, wants Brady to be back. Brady wants to be back, and so maybe there's some friction with Belichick. How about this? What if the Texans eat it against the Chiefs? They fire O'Brien, and Belichick leaves the Patriots and takes over the Texans. How about that? Wow. wow. How Ooh. wild would that be? Interesting. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's gonna be a couple of really interesting you know off season things. Of course, I you know obviously I'm I'm gonna be interested to see what's what's uh, winds up happening with Eli. I think we 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 laughed about the idea of what if he went to the Chargers. Yeah, what um, went full circle, full circle. <laughs> the team that drafted him and then you know, traded him, but, but he had, yeah, I mean, yeah, hilarious, the, hilarious full circle. The the other thing I saw was uh-huh. is that one of five potential destinations for Tom Brady would be. Indianapolis, how insane would that be? Well, yeah. Well, it it would be strange to me given the commitment they just made to uh, Jacoby, but only a two year commitment. I, I, so I know, I know, I know, I know. I got to be honest. I think Brady and Indy would be an absolute right. Now I don't know how well it yeah. would work, but they have weapons. They've got backs. They've got a decent line. They're indoors, so he wouldn't have to. I mean, they they'd get what nine games indoors because you have At the, least. the Texans. So yep. there's automatic nine. I don't know. Jack, what, I mean, Jacksonville, you might as well count, unless if it's in a monsoon, it should be a decent, decent. game. I kind of find that interesting, and I think it would be really bizarre if if Tom Brady went and was like, let me go hang out in Indy. Hey, Peyton, let's go ahead and shoot the breeze a little bit. Oh, there was this great <laughs> meme. There was this great meme uh, that I saw. It had Tom Brady calling Peyton Manning. And uh, to wish him a happy birthday or something. And so he dials him up, and uh, Peyton picks it up. And Tom Brady's like, oh, wow, you picked up really quickly. Uh, I guess you're used to only two rings, huh? (laughs) 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 And I laugh. I don't know, but but, uh, how ridiculous would it be for Brady to be an indie? God, that would be strange. A, A, it would be hilarious. And B, I'd have to ask Lindy. Are you, are you still a Patriots fan, or are you going to actually cheer for the Colts for once in your life? All I know is that if Brady ended up in Indy, I think we'd all have to chip in and get you a Tom Brady Colts jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't that, know if I could rock that That one, would be but. so funny, man. That would be so funny. Oh, um, me and Lindy would have some identity issues. Yeah, but th- that would be strange. Um, I, you know, I hope that Brady finishes his career in New England. I, I really do. And I think that he can still play. I don't know what his window is. It's just it's a hard thing to commit to somebody, a player that's his age. I just think that what he means for New England and that fan base is so significant. It's really hard to see that um, end that way. But 
I don't know. The, the Chargers, you, I've heard them mentioned a lot, and that, that would be interesting. But Indy would be kind of fun. If I had to throw a dart for some entertainment, Tom Brady going to Indy, I think, would, be a, would just be fascinating. It would be. I don't. I don't know that it would work, but I think it would be fascinating, and I would. Uh, I would absolutely tune in to watch that. Then you know, Lindy would be able to point out that maybe they could raise some real banners down there. And <laughs> we signed Tom Brady. We, there you go. We signed Tom Brady. There's the banner. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That oh would God. be hilarious. Yeah. After the flight gate and all that other debacle stuff I'd, I'd love for tom to be like we don't even have to pump pump in any crowd noise now fellas <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that could be so fun uh, mark uh, critically i gotta hear your take on this real quick seahawks packers man come on <laughs> <laughs> well and you know me I, I i i can't uh almost any weekend i couldn't be the guy who goes, you know, all, all chalk all the way. So, right. uh, I, I gotta, I gotta go with the Seahawks here. Um, you know, certainly the, uh, not surprisingly, the, the, the lowest spread of the weekends, uh, Packers minus four, which I think sounds right. Sounds, 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 uh, appropriate to me, mm-hmm. but, uh, I expect a great game here. I mean, I, it's, there's not an ounce of me that discounts, you know, the Packers, uh, as, as though they're just going to get, you know, rolled by the Seahawks. Not, not, not at all. Uh, but I just, I really did like the way that I saw the Seahawks step up when they really needed to, uh, Metcalf. I mean, I, I, I've been a fan of his for a while. And I mean, he's certainly a, a fantastic weapon for, for Wilson. Um, I, I love Wilson in, in, in clutch moments. I think he's a, you know, he's one of the smartest quarterbacks still in the league. And, uh, obviously, you know, great on the, great on his feet, great decision maker. He seems unfazed um, by anything late game. Oh yeah, nothing. Nothing seems to phase him. Yeah, other yeah, other than being able to substitute and get Marshawn Lynch in <laughs> for them to actually run it, on, right? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but outside of that, but it, it, he really is tremendous under uh, in late game situations. I, I don't know what switch that dude has to flip, uh, but yeah. he he you know if there's a clutch gene, he ha- he consistently has it. He's not perfect. But I mean, God bless you. Can't if if you're seven point if you're you know seven or eight points up on the Seahawks and they have any time left in the game, you can't feel comfortable. No, no, absolutely not. And 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 I I, I you know because you know because uh, our, our favorite uh, Failhorn you know loves to to talk shit on the Giants, which again forever I'll never understand because it just I mean there's no direct rivalry there. I don't know why he chooses you so much, but, um, you know, because he brings it to me, I, I, of course, have to come back at him. You know, there's a lot of things that show historically Rodgers isn't the most clutch. You know, he, he's obviously had a few, you know, uh, you know, he has the, the Hail Marys, uh, but I would just say in general, he's he's not necessarily uh, known as the most, you know, clutch late game guy. Three, uh, uh, but, Rodgers, by the way, three and two home playoff record. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm expecting a great game. I, I, again, it's one of those where, you know, I would shock me to see either team run away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would expect to see, uh, you know, a lot of uh, entertaining offense. Um, but uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks by three. All right. Obviously, I hope for a different outcome for that. Uh, but uh, I, I remember that game a few years ago where the uh, Packers looked like they had a comfortable lead late, 
and somehow they choked that out and the Seahawks stole it from them. So I would imagine Rodgers hasn't forgotten that either. I don't know. The Packers worry me. I know they have a good record and all that rigmarole, but Seahawks got some fight in them, man. Uh, I just hope that if uh, if Rogers slides, uh, don't go down head first and avoid Jadavion Clowney. Okay, do me <laughs> do me that favor. I still can't believe Clowney didn't get thrown out of that game for that. Uh, he should have. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I mean, in slow mo, it looks really awful. Uh, maybe it felt slightly different in real time, but I'm still surprised. But uh, you know, Wentz was a runner. Oh, okay, guys. Uh, head first, bad decision. That's on Wentz, but it sure as hell looks like Clowney like <laughs> like dove at, at that dude's head, man. It's uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think uh, I don't know if it's going to be a great game per se, but I have the feeling that Seahawks Packers will be entertaining. I think there's a high probability that that game gets really entertaining, particularly late. Yeah. It, it might be a little bit ugly and grindy somewhere in the middle of that game. Uh, early in the middle, but I get I get the impression that, that when you get late in that game, fourth quarter, there might be some shenanigans in that one. I just hope the Packers come out on top. I know Whitfield does, but uh, I certainly do. But I wouldn't put put it past the Seahawks to unleash a couple of just ridiculous somewhere along the line. There's going to be some ridiculous throw, and you know Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, or you know maybe Marshawn Lynch three weeks in is you know ripping off Skittles worthy runs. Whatever, I, I, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but uh, I don't feel comfortable with Green I Bay. That. I do not feel comfortable with Green Bay right now. So I think the Seahawks are capable. The Eagles weren't. I don't. I don't know that the Eagles were a great test. They're just so beat up. But kudos to McCown for uh, being a gamer, and uh, I appreciate the emotion that he displayed at the end of that game. Finally getting to play a playoff game. I know he didn't get the yeah. W. I know he didn't get the W. Didn't have that Nick Foles magic in him, but uh, they had some opportunities and they they had some cracks at it. They just couldn't get it done, and they sure as hell couldn't cover DK Metcalf worth a damn. No, um, but we'll see. Okay, so you're taking the Forty Niners, yes, the Seahawks, yes, the Chiefs, and the see. Ravens, yes. All right. Only 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 one that I would just slightly say I want over expectation is I I'd like to see the Texans pull it off. I, I what would love be, watching what would I love be watch, Go ahead. I was just saying I mean I love watching Mahomes. So it's not one of, I mean I, I again I don't know who who doesn't I mean he's so entertaining he's so just un freakishly skilled. But uh I don't know for some reason that well I, I don't know. I just I'd like to see the Texans move on. Uh so that's the one that I, I want I just yeah. I can't quite pick it. I don't think. What would be the most disappointing loss in the uh, divisional round? For me, it would be the Ravens. Yeah, right. That's how I feel too. Like if they if they lost, that would be the biggest disappointment in that round. Yeah, because I think the I, expe- mean, I mean I think you, you have, I mean I, I can't I can't see them just crumbling. I mean, like so I mean I think no. if the if the Titans are going to win it, they're going to have to earn it. And if they if they win it and earn it, I mean everybody will have to tip their cap and honestly be pretty afraid of them. <laughs> they're going going into the next <laughs> round. Um, so, I mean, if the Titans pull it off, well, Hey, uh, as Todd knows, as Todd knows, they've already beaten the chiefs, right? So (laughs) 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 I love the fact that Todd was watching an NFL replay (laughs) and thought it was a live game (laughs) and text and texted both Shannon and myself. He was like, Oh my God, are you guys watching this? And we're like, 
that's week 10, bro, <laughs> or whatever week it was. I sent Todd a text back saying, man, just wait for the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. Don't run. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you see what happens. It's a great game. Can't wait. Oh, my God. He was killing me, man. He was killing me. I thought it was to die for funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. CFP, CFP, CFP. All right. CFP, uh, short and sweet for me. Um, uh, LSU six point favorites, uh, over under, you know, appropriately high six, 69 and a half. I got to take LSU and, and I, I, I'm tempted to say blowouts. I, I just Whoa, really, see, yeah, just seeing what what LSU has been been doing, I, I and I like this Clemson team. I don't get me wrong, I absolutely like this Clemson team, uh, and I, I mean I'm not don't get me for for saying like a twenty plus point blowout, but I mean I could see him winning by fourteen, um, and I mean maybe not necessarily fairly easily, but I mean I just have a hard time thinking that Clemson has has the the ability to keep up with LSU step for step. I think that's. LSU um, and our, our our favorite college coach, you know, who, who just needs needs a loss in so bad. But um, it's, I I just I think this team is clicking so well. Um, Always I, remember. Roll that one, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw I saw a headline. I didn't read it yet. I'm definitely gonna go back and read it. But I I saw a ESPN a headline story about him. Uh, I, I don't know enough about him, I'll admit. Um, but uh, it looked really entertaining talking about you know stories of him like uh, shotgunning uh, Red, Red Bull, Bull yeah, <laughs> all that, that stuff. <laughs> uh, so entertaining ass guy uh, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I so uh, in the past years, I've used, I mean, especially if they're going up against Alabama, I've, I've been rooting for Clemson, but. I don't know. I just I I, I really like like Orgeron. I really like uh, Bro. Uh, I'm just excited for. Uh, I mean, I, I I certainly hope it's a, it's a good game, and I expect it will be. I just feel like I could see at some point LSU just kind of string together a couple of really quick stores. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say LSU wins by 14. So I I went to that ESPN article because I I had it pulled up, and this is from Lloyd Cushenberry. That's a hell of a name, by the way. That sounds like it should be on a Key and Peel thing, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> LSU offensive lineman. And the story just says, uh, before games, LSU had a team meeting in which the Tigers hold a call-out session. It's essentially a pep rally in the team hotel. Orgeron is always the star, but there's one session from last season that stands out. Kocho comes in trying to get us fired up. He's carrying two Red Bulls, Cushenberry says. He rips his shirt off and shotguns both Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody nice. was fired up after that. I guess so. I mean, which is what D-Stat does before every podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess he's trying to rip you off, D-Stat. He is. Part of me is offended, but, you know, I'll, I'll take it for now. Oh, my God. Uh, Oregon's uh, – excuse me, Oregon. Orgeron's legendary energy is a popular topic, too, with Tommy Tuberville remembering how they used to pack coffee grounds under their lips like chewing tobacco. To stay cat, that's hardcore, dude. <laughs> Damn, packing your pie hole with freaking coffee grounds—that's intense. 
<laughs> Pretty fantastic. Or uh, I love uh, Tommy Tuberville, uh, former uh, Miami assistant coach, talking about how uh, uh, on the practice fields, Orgeron would often line up against his own D linemen. And he talks about some guys he used to have, Russell Maryland, Warren Sapp, The Rock. Mm-hmm. And he'd run drills with them without any pads or protection. And he'd, of course, always come away bruised and bloody. But, you know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's great. So, All right, so, hard, hard not to love the guy. I mean. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence about the CFP. I, I got to tell you, um, my lean is LSU. It is, but I'm not going to discount Clemson. I think they've. Uh, I think they're playing the the proverbial, you know, chip on the shoulder disrespect card really, really well. And uh, I, I know they've kind of evolved. What do they say? Like little old Clemson, <laughs> you know. Uh, they've evolved over the past couple of years from the underdogs to a team that people are really rooted for, uh, and now they've won enough and they've done enough that I think people are not necessarily tired of them, but they're ready for something else, you know. Uh, so they've gone from being these little underdogs, and people are fascinated by you know Dabo and all that kind of stuff to like you guys have won. Shut up, quit playing that disrespect card. F off. <laughs> You know, and I think that the story of LSU is so fascinating this year, and uh, the rise of Burrow is so fascinating. And then you also have that piece with um, their OC, Steve, uh, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, uh, Ensminger, with his uh, daughter in law, uh, Don, in that plane crash, which was an awful story. Horrible. Terrible, 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 terrible story. Horrible. Um, And the plane went down shortly after takeoff. And, you know, Orgeron had a line that said, one team, one heartbeat. Uh, They have. That was was the day of the playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was that morning. Yeah. It was literally the the, the coach heard about it when they took the field. Yes. It's awful. uh, For warm ups. Awful. And that team rallied. I mean, they rallied up. Uh, They rallied up pretty, pretty hardcore, but. They've got story, they've got momentum, they've got mojo, they've got moxie. Um, you know, I mean, every year there's always a team that seems like they have the it factor, and it really just feels like and this is. I think Clemson is a very, very good football team, and I won't be shocked if they find a way to win this. That being said, LSU just feels like they have the it of this year. They have, yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? They they've got that magic elixir. So it's going to take a phenomenal, incredible effort from Clemson to pull this off. Think it, about it, it. Go ahead. And, and I agree with you. It will. Offensively, Clemson has the players to keep up. And, and that's the key. Uh, they, uh, offensively, you know, Lawrence is going to be the number one quarterback taken out next year as long as he's healthy. And the receivers they have, T. Higgins, stud. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a feeling that what was it, Mark six and a half? Six, six, uh, six flat, I think. Yes. I have a feeling that Clemson will cover. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can win, but I have that feeling like that late touchdown. Will cover, okay. And you never underestimate the heart of a champion, right? And Trevor I've... Lawrence has not lost ever in college. 
got to keep that in mind. He well, has he, never any lost. Do, any due a for an L? He's due, <laughs> but he's never lost. Yeah. As much as Ohio State may have dominated that game, it took him four plays, 94 yards to take the lead yeah. in money time. Right. And, and, and I mean, and obviously it is money. He is. And, and I mean, I'm a pretty, pretty big, uh, you know, Dabo fan too. I mean, and, and certainly can't, can't, nobody can act like he's uh, not, not a, a phenomenal coach. I mean, he, he absolutely is. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not discounting Clemson here. And I mean, I, I, like I said, I, ex- I expect a good game. Uh, I just think like Justin's saying, it, it just feels like it's lined up for LSU. It seems like they've just, they've just been so on point all season long. And uh, I, I don't see. You know, I, I'm I'm usually disappointed. I get it sometimes, and I'm usually disappointed. Uh, I shouldn't say usually. I'm I'm, I'm always disappointed uh, in uh, college teams, no matter what like kind of bowl they're playing in. When the, the players are like, nah, so I'm going to the, the the NFL. I'm gonna sit this one out. I'm chill. Uh, I, I think Burrow. I mean, yeah. Does he I mean? <laughs> it's a national championship game. I get that, but I mean, still, if he wanted to, if anybody in his shoes wanted to, he'd just be like, uh, I don't give a shit. But I mean, he—I think he absolutely wants to, you know, leave his mark. I think he knows, you know, how much this team has, you know, uh, you know, fought hard to be in this position um, and played just some phenomenal football all season long. And so they—they, they, I mean, again, I feel like I'm maybe I'm speaking an obvious, obvious shit, but I mean, they want to stamp it. They—they want—they want this championship. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think we'll see a very entertaining game. I would be surprised not to, but I just I feel like. LSU at some point in the game just kind of goes on a run, maybe scores you know two or three times uh, you know in a row and yeah. um, LSU by fourteen. Maybe I, I think I, w- I would be I would be really surprised if it was lopsided than one sided um, yeah. over the over the course of the game. I, maybe it turns into one of those things where you get garbage time points that close the gap and it looks like a respectable score and it wasn't. Uh, I, I, I expect this to be a good game. Uh, I would think it's going to be in the same vein as that Clemson Ohio state game. Uh, that's my expectation. doesn't mean it'll live up to it, but that's my expectation of it. Uh, but a couple of things to keep in mind, LSU number, uh, number one in FBS averaging 48.9. I cannot believe that is what they've averaged this year. 48.9 points per game. That is disgusting. Clemson though, first in FBS in points allowed, which is 11 and a half points per game. So you've got a pretty good defense and a pretty good offense and both, you know, two teams that have won a ton of games. Uh, and it, it, again, they, it, <laughs> to me, the matchup on paper, the setup on paper, man, I think this is going to be a great, great, great championship game. Uh, Rando fun factoid. And uh, when I wrote this down, I was like, this feels like it can't be true. But uh, a one seed or a, a one or a three. I've never won the championship game in the CFP era. I've heard that, yes. But this game is a one versus a three. So we're changing so that one. One way or the other, somebody's going to get it done, man. <laughs> somebody's going to get it done. I kind of – I don't have any ill will or beef or whatever, and I think Clemson can win this. I think the best kind of storybook vibe for the year is really LSU, though. I really do. Yep. With Burrow, with – Obviously, the you know the OC's daughter-in-law passed away, which is awful and very sad. All I mean, if you haven't read the story with that stuff, I mean, you know, somebody's cutting onions, man. 
You know, I mean, it's just it's just awful. But I, I, they just they got they have that story, man. They got the story, and they got the they just ha- I just think they have the stuff, and it's almost like the stuff of legend for a season. And I think LSU has it, and it will take an incredible effort out of uh, out of Clemson to to prevent LSU finishing the season off. Maybe it happens, but I mean, some of the number some of the numbers are completely obscenely ridiculous. I mean, I know Oklahoma's defense sucks. Don't get me wrong. We all understand that. But the final score, 62-28. to 28, Man, if LSU had wanted to put 100 on them, I think they could have put 100 on them. Oh, yeah. I really do. But, you know, look, uh, LSU, uh, CFP single-game record. Uh, they have the most points, which is 63. Uh, they have uh, Burrow has the most passing yards, 493. Uh, Deshaun Watson was next with 420. Uh, Burrow has the most passing touchdowns, which is seven. Uh, the next in line were Watson and Tua with four. They have the most receiving yards in the game. That was Justin Jefferson with 227. Uh, O.J. Howard had 208 in 2015. And the most receiving touchdowns, Justin Jefferson with four. A whole bunch of people had two. I mean, that was just... Oh, oh, and they have they have Thaddeus... They have Randy Moss's son out there catching t- touchdowns, too. Yeah. Thaddeus yeah. Moss. I can't believe Randy Moss's son is a tight end. <laughs> It's so random, man. But it, anywho, I, I don't know. I just think that, that I just I feel like this is just the year they have that salt. You know what I mean? That special sauce. They just got well, it. I agree with. So you. And, unless unless their you know their emotions or the pressure or something gets in their way, I just think in between Orgeron and uh, Burrow and the story and, and the vibe of the year, man, I'm just hard pressed to take anybody. But it, you know, to, to take Clemson over LSU. So I'm kind of with you, Mark. Although I, I just I don't I think Clemson is good enough that it won't be. I I would be shocked um, if it's a blowout, right? But maybe it's just garbagey late and that closes the gap. But I just I don't know. But I, I just LSU just feels like they're virtually unstoppable right now. I mean, don't feels they? Like, feel, yeah. Feels like it. Yeah. 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 Is that it? <laughs> I think we're for, for CFP. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Randy, you got nothing? You don't care? Do uh, I'm just going <clears> to... <throat> I'll be the only outlier. I'm just going to say LSU by 20. Holy crap! Really? I, I think mean... I don't think it's going to be close. What? Fuck you! Yeah! Yeah! What? Fuck you! Damn, dude! Lay Brother! Plus in, my, plus, in my most humble opinion, fuck Clemson. <laughs> and, and he told him to say that. No, nah, I've learned to just tell me how my ass tastes. Clemson. <laughs> Clemson. Cunts. Yep, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's funny. Oh my god. All right. Damn. Damn. Oh, that, that, the way I watched them handle Oklahoma and the way they handled Alabama earlier in the season, I was just like, yeah, LSU is definitely just firing all, all cylinders. And Burrow has just been a beast all year long. So yeah, that's what that, it feels he, like, though. He's been a machine. Yeah. I, just, I just think Clemson's defense is, is going to do a much better job than Oklahoma. You know, I really believe that. I really believe that. Uh, look, Mark, let's get you out of here. I need to take a bathroom break anyway, and my dog's at the door, so I need to take her out, let her stretch her legs for a minute, and then I'll be back. But Shannon and Randy, we can always handle wrap-up stuff. 
uh, to have a couple of loose ends and then get out. But Mark, I know I know you need to go. So I guess you know. I hope you had a great Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, had some fun along the way. It's glad I'm, I'm happy that we're back in old 2020. It's weird. It's very, it's very weird. Before, before I get out of here, yeah. I, and and because I figured y'all, y'all talk about uh, uh, some stuff y'all did on breaks later. I, I feel like I, I should tell one, one story. If, if Randy doesn't mind me, you know, stealing the story and telling the, uh, it one yeah, very man, I was going to tell it. I was probably going to tell it anyway. Um, you, you can <laughs> tell, tell any other stuff from uh, from from uh, the party if you want to, but uh, so uh, uh, our own Giggity Giles and his wife uh, came up here for uh, New Year's, and we had a blast. Uh, I was glad they got to come see the house, and uh, we had a small party. A couple of the people over here, uh, besides me and my wife, Donkey was here, and a few other friends. Uh, but I had a real good time. Drinks were flowing. Had a had a blast. And uh, my wife and um, and uh, Rain's wife Penny went to bed probably around two a.m. Um, Donk left uh, shortly after, so uh, he and I went down to to the the the, the D cave to uh, play some video games. And and my wife uh, very sweetly for Christmas gave me. Uh, the PlayStation VR headset. So I've I've gotten to play with it some, but really haven't done a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So you know, he and I were gonna play some back and forth. And um, I don't think y'all. I don't know if you're familiar with these. I think I talked about it, it was one of the big first purchases I wanted to get in my my dwarf cave. But uh, that I have this thing called a love sack, which for anybody who's not really familiar with it, it's, it's hey now. I know everyone loves the title, but that's what it's fucking called. It's not me. Um, but it's a, it's a you you think it's a giant beanbag chair, but it's really it's it's foam inside of yeah, it. Yeah, it's a giant it's, bag, it's just... all right. <laughs> it's 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 crazy crazy comfortable. That's that's all you need to know. It's, and it's crazy soft. So and it's and it's massive. Crazy um, soft. Uh, what? It's crazy soft. <laughs> Right. All right, so I, um, I'm not even gonna make a comment at this point. I know, I know. I we tell the damn story. <laughs> Mark, right. sleep, motherfucker. So, um, again, I haven't done it so much, so much. So, I've got some. You need, you know, for for anybody who doesn't know, you you definitely need a, a good amount of space for for VR. And I, I've moved some stuff around to have a bit of space, but I certainly haven't adjusted things for like the maximum space yet. So, yes. all that's getting to is Randy and I are trying out this game called Super Hot. It's really, really fun, and as opposed to a few of the other games I've already played, it does require a little more movement than the other games that I've done. Right. And so, Randy and I are kind of playing back and forth, having a blast, so much fun, and Randy's doing really well, and we're about to probably call it a night, and uh, Randy gets to a really hard level on it, and let's just say he takes a few steps too far to the left and goes just crashing into the love sack. <laughs> uh, but the brilliant thing about him taking the fall is admittedly maybe not quite as good as the the um, the, the failed um, uh, keg keg but, keg stand but face plant. Fantastic seeing, seeing him with his VR headset go just crashing in a love sack. But the brilliant part was it actually like because in this game it's a shooting game. It perfectly positioned him behind the wall. He was able to kill the final enemy, and that was it. So you know worked out brilliantly. So it was. It was fantastic. I wish I'd had a, a video of it because it was just brilliant. I'm obviously very glad he fell into something cushiony and didn't hurt himself, but it was, it was hilarious. Yeah, I'm glad the love sack was there to save Randy. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> that would have hurt. That was concrete. Yeah, yeah. it would have made for a brilliant video. I wish I had thought of if I, I, but it was fantastic. So I don't, it was you great, know what? Great to have him here. 
All I know is that Sarah's birthday is coming up in a couple of days. There might be some love sack for that, too. <laughs> Just make sure you cut a hole in the box, Captain. There you go. <laughs> Baby love sack. <laughs> Just remember, <laughs> every anniversary and birthday, sex is the key. I'm going to get you a house in the hills. A girl like you needs something real. Get you something from the heart. Something special, girl. It's my dick in a box. My dick in a box, babe. Woo! Yeah. Woo! That's right. A box or her box? How the are we? The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's my dick in a box. <laughs> the eye roll from Randy was Damn it, Randy, you're supposed to agree. Oh, well. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, and, and I'll just do it. Y'all do it some loot o'clock later, but in, in Shannon's uh, honor since uh, his 40th birthday's upcoming, tonight I was drinking a Kentucky tequila barrel wheat, uh, wheat ale. Holy effing balls, dude. Wow. That's hardcore. I've never even seen that before. It's actually really fantastic. Yeah. I'll well, never drink it because it says tequila, <laughs> but great. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe uh, hopefully, uh, we can all rally up and get together for Shannon's 40th. So hopefully, Mark, yes. we see you. And maybe you can yes. bring some rando beer surprises with you. I'll do my best. See, I have faith in you, brother. For damn sure. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Mm. All right, um... Let's get you out of here, and then we'll wrap up some other crap. Uh, although we've we've uh, probably covered most everything, but we'll have a couple top thoughts. I just, you know, my dog's at the door, man. I got to I gotta go let her out. Of course. Excuse me. Understood. So, great to catch up with you. Uh, yeah. Go get some... Thank you. <laughs> Bless you, sir. That's my way of saying it's good to see you, too. You're welcome. Great, great. I feel feel better already. It's wonderful. I do. I do. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Anyway. At least he didn't hold the mic up to his ass and let one rip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, if only. If only. If only. That's anyway. All right. All right, Mark. Go. If I've ever seen it. Go, go get some rest, brother. Uh, good Absolutely. luck. Good luck with your bets, and uh, we'll follow up with you, Minyana, my friend. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, Later, folks. All right, good night, brother. Later, man. Cool. Really? All right, all right, man. Who had to just had to stretch our legs and for we'll a minute? We'll see you next week. All right, we'll, good well, we're done. Goodbye. We're out. No, uh, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes there, but uh, we are back. We're gonna uh, wrap up and uh, tie some bows on a couple of things and get the hell out. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, um, Shannon, you didn't get a chance to call your shots for the CFP. So, uh, let's knock that, <laughs> knock that part out. And then uh, a couple of divisional thoughts and then just top thoughts and just, we'll just roll. But, uh, yeah, Clemson LSU, man, what you got, brother? I, I like LSU to win, but I just had this feeling that Clemson's going to cover that spread. Uh, I think you, Mar- uh, D stat said it was six points. I just I just have the feeling it could be a seven point game late and they kick the field goal, or it could be a ten point game late and they get the touchdown. It feels like LSU should crush this game, but 
Clemson is just that team that won't go away. Yeah. If you if you know what I mean. No, I understand. It, it's it's um, yeah. It, it feels so, like so LSU you like Clemson to cover, but play. LSU to win. Yeah, it, it, it pretty much LSU to win, but Clemson will cover that six. All right, fair enough. All right, uh, divisional thoughts. Uh, divisional thoughts, AFC. Um, I'm pretty good with uh, Kansas City, Baltimore winning their games. Uh, Baltimore, I love Tennessee. I I know that they just. Uh, if you remember the 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 movie, remember the Titans. I believe it was Coach Boone that just passed away recently. I've actually never I, seen that movie. Holy balls, dude! You have Disney. Wait, what? Plus. I've never, I've, ne- I've never seen that, that. Justin. Yeah, that is an all-time football movie. You gotta watch that. Better, I'm serious. better I'm, than I'm serious. Better than the replacements. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, just yes. a tad bit. <laughs> all right. That is an all-time <laughs> football movie, and by the time we record next week, I hope you have watched that movie. All right. Uh, speaking of Remember the Titans, some Ravens fans are sweating a little bit, uh, worrying about the Drake curse because he's wearing some truss gear. Oh, no. So, big truss is the Ravens' motto this season, and Drake's flexing some gear with that on there. So, oh, well. of, course, of course, the Twitter responses are like, no, <laughs> not today. You are not allowed not, to root for our team. Not, no. to, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the Drake curse! <laughs> oh man, it, it didn't go against the Raptors. Well, yeah. Uh, so pe- people are saying, well, hopefully the Raptors broke that, broke the Drake curse. So, but you know, we'll see. I, it comes down to the running game for Tennessee. Yeah, can they run it on Kansas City? Now Kansas City's gotten better about rush deep. Overall, Kansas City's gotten better about defense. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, we're talking about the Titans and the Ravens, not the Titans and the Chiefs. I was about to say, wait a second here. Did we did we skip a week that I just missed no? It? Shannon just pulled a Todd. He's going back. He's going back to Titans, Chiefs, whatever week that was. <laughs> hey, Todd, guess what? They blocked the field goal. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> nah, I, I, it's Chiefs Texans, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Look, I had a thirteen percent bear, bro. Like, give me a break. Nah. Oh, I, from the love, from the love sack, you cut. From the Damn love it. sack to the Shannon, Shannon danger zone. Here we go, man. <laughs> what are you gonna do, bro? Y'all killing me. <laughs> well, the beer's killing me, but Look. And Todd's killing me too. Damn it, Todd. Todd could probably watch the. Uh, remember when they used to do the, the VHS highlight tapes of the season, and you'd get those. Oh yes. Yeah. New to you. New to Todd. <laughs> That'd be great, man. Maybe you can watch a replay of like last year's playoffs and get all excited. Maybe I'll see the you know the New England Atlanta Super Bowl and the yeah you know when Atlanta's up twenty eight to three, pretty much throw the tape aside Todd Todd just to let you know when it when it's Eagles Patriots and you watch that game Philly special hey, just hang on for it it's wild brother 
Anyway, I'll take Kansas City and uh, Baltimore to advance. Mm-hmm. And I will take San Francisco. And yes, Whitfield, I will take Green Bay to advance. Mm. All right. So. Not, not. That's the one. That's the one game that I have no faith in either way. Yeah. Green Green Bay Seattle because I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. It, it's whoever has that ball last will win that game. Mm. Quite possibly. Those those two mofos will fight to the bitter end and will not lose. So whoever has that ball last will win. All I know is the damn Packers were down to the freaking Lions when I was driving, but we were driving back from Charlottesville. And I was like, what in the hell is going on with Green Bay versus Detroit? So, it, it you know, it's hard for me to have a ton of faith in that. But, look, I will take the 49ers uh, to handle the Vikings. I really think the Ravens should win, and I, but I think for fun I might I might I might take the Titans just for you know shits and giggles. Uh, Ravens should win that game, but uh, I have, I don't know. Like I just I feel like the Titans are going to give them a good game. Uh, maybe that's just the the you know little optimism on my side. But I think Derrick Henry and maybe some AJ Brown. I think you know I'm hoping the Titans show up pretty good. Um, I'll take the Chiefs. To handle the tight the, the, the Texans, I might pull a Shannon here. I'll take the Chiefs to handle the Texans, and uh, I'm I'm worried about the Seahawks, but I'm gonna go ahead and take the Packers. But I'm I'm worried about Seattle. I think Seattle can pull that out, uh, but uh, the Phantom in me is gonna go ahead and take Green Bay. Yeah, uh, Randy, what you got, bro? Well, when the playoffs started, I looked at the teams that could potentially beat the Ravens, and I saw three. I saw Buffalo, I saw Kansas City, and mm-hmm. I saw Tennessee. Two of those teams are still alive. So, But this week, I'm going to be one of the few. I'm going to actually I'm picking the Titans mm-hmm. because I believe what they're going to do is exactly what we said they needed to do, and that's run the damn ball. Mm-hmm. A little keep away. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait. wait. You're going Denny do. Green? They are they who, are we, thought who they we thought they were? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. R.I.P. Nice. I just feel like the way Henry's been running and just the fact that this team feels like they've fig- got it all figured out. Like, they actually know who they are, mm-hmm. and they've bought into what Rabel is selling, and they're all in. And that's you. That's something you. That's something special when a team's like that. Yeah. By the way, I want to thank the Titans and Derrick Henry for taking the uh, Week 16, the Fantasy Finals off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My opponent had Dalvin Cook, who did not play, and Derrick Henry, who did not play. Thank you. <laughs> if there ever there's a reminder that there's a bit of luck involved with fantasy football. It's the fact that I got to play somebody in the championship game that lost their top two running backs. <laughs> That's dirt. I would have, you know, in all likelihood, my uh, I got lucky. And, you know, fantasy rewind. Nobody cares about any, any fantasy stuff except your own team. I get it. But uh, I, I was very fortunate. I had some good late season pickups. A.J. Brown, uh, Kenyon Drake, who ended up getting hot right at the end. That was a lifesaver. Uh, and a couple other things worked out in my favor. Uh, but my opponent not having Dalvin Cook 
and not having Derrick Henry and me picking up their backups to cover my ass was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, Tennessee. Thanks for resting Derrick Henry for the playoffs. He can do whatever you want now. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I would I would have been crushed. If that was my team and I lost Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry in the same week, I would have been crushed. <laughs> I would have been so pissed, dude. Uh Joe Webb high five. <laughs> yeah, Joe Webb Hyde Five. That's right. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> Holy moly. Anywho. Um yeah, Randy, I'm I'm kinda with you, man. I, I, I feel like Tennessee might be able to just kind of sneak one sneak one of those out, man. I mean, again, Baltimore should win. They should. Uh but I just I don't know. Tennessee I like if I'm a Ravens fan, I, I'm I'm not feeling I'm not feeling like they're just gonna roll them, you know. I, I'm not saying Tennessee is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Tannehill did not have to do a lot, but they had a good game plan. They executed it well. They did have obviously some breaks that went their way, but that that's a big deal to go up to Foxborough and to beat New England in New England. That's a big deal, and uh, so I think that's a team that's playing good football. I think they're confident. And uh, it, when, when, if you've got a running back playing like Derrick Henry and you're a solid squad, dude, you, you have an opportunity in every game. They just, they just can't get – they can't let Baltimore erupt early in the game. That's the one thing that I think will really get them into trouble. Um, and Baltimore has had a tendency to start really hot and, pe- and teams will have defensive breakdowns or you know something screwy happens with Lamar Jackson or they'll fire some missile off to – you know, one of the wide receivers on on some janky coverage or a broken play or whatever, uh, and they get a couple of you know just just a little bit of wild early in the game. They they just have to avoid that. I think they're going to be okay if they can keep it tight. If they can keep it tight. Uh, I like their shots. I really do. Um, I, I don't know if I'll take them and pick them. My record in pick them last week was awful. I was I lost every <laughs> single damn game? <laughs> every single one. Ofer. That's painful, man. I'm glad it wasn't. Let's, a, hope, you, let's huh? hope you don't go over this week. Yeah, if I if I go over this week, I might as well just go and shut it down for the rest of the year and not make any more picks. <laughs> uh, that, that'll be the end of that. But look, uh, let's do a uh, salute o'clock. Oh no, pick the rest of your games. You got the yeah, 49ers. I was about to say, wait a second. Yeah, no, no, you got the 49ers. <laughs> you're taking the Titans. And uh, what about the um, other two? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Kansas City mm. over Houston. This is a. Ch- I mean, because. When Houston beat them early in the season, it was a different Kansas City team. Yes, it was. So I feel like they've really – the defense has come on lately. Mahomes looks like he's healthy. So I – and a lot of these young guys are And they have T-Sizzle. Really Don't forget up. about T-Sizzle, buddy. I mean, a lot of these young guys are stepping up that are just, you know, like a Hardman. I mean, that dude is just crazy fast. I hate to say it, but I think this is not going to be as it's not going to be really close. I think this is going to be as if Mahomes gets into a rhythm early. This is going to be, unfortunately, it's going to be a big blowout, or it could be just a big old shootout. Maybe Watson's just gets off just as hot of a start, but we'll see. But I'm yeah. still going Kansas City, and uh, for the final game. Packers better beat them damn Seahawks is all I got to say. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see them again. I know. You want you want them to just die and go away. I know you do. I, uh, I don't want to see <laughs> the Seahawks oh, again. Oh, my, my only concern for the Packers is is that 
the physicality with which they really don't play with versus that physical defense, the physicality of just the running game of of Seattle. That's my mm-hmm. only real concern is can they, they can be easily out, out-muscled because that's what the Niners did. Yeah. That would be my, my biggest concern. But I think – but, I mean, still, Packers are 13 – we're 13-3 and three for the regular season. That's – It doesn't you know, feel like they, they were a 13-3 and three team, though. You know what I mean? True. Like, it's, it's almost deceiving. It totally doesn't feel like the, like they, they they earned that record. I don't know why. It just doesn't seem legitimate. Well, I well obviously that last game against the Detroit just didn't really uh, give any more confidence, really. Mm-mm. Especially since it's, it makes you wonder if Matt Stafford had been healthy and actually in that game, how would how much different would that outcome have been? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible. But side right. note, I mean, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say you're right though. They don't feel like they should have been thirteen and three, but in the end, they found a way to win. I know. You, what was it that Parcells used to say? You are what your record says you are. Something along those lines. Uh, side note, Randy. I know uh, we we obviously didn't record the past couple of weeks, so we missed uh, week sixteen and week seventeen. But that Forty Nine ers Seahawks game was that was a wild one. And if ever there was a game that totally personified, you know, the old cliche of a game of inches that finished in that game <laughs> lived up to that one. Uh, but can you can you imagine or just just think about how different the playoff landscape would have been had the Seahawks won that game? The Packers would have been the one, had a bye. Saints would have been the two with a bye. But man, they needed that, didn't they? Um, <laughs> the, the Seahawks would have been a three home game for the wild card, and the Forty Nineers would have been a five. Yeah, that that's nuts. it's it's crazy to think. Yeah, and, and and that was the that went down to the last moment with Hollister getting stood up, you know, just getting stonewalled at the goal line, dude. That was crazy. So yeah, I would if if I'm a 49ers fan, I don't need I don't need to deal with Seattle again. <laughs> I don't need Yeah, it. that's why I'm just like just beat them, knock them out. Mm-hmm. Let's get uh, I mean, Grant, we got to handle our business on Saturday first. Of course. But still, I would just I don't want to see Seattle again, regardless. Well, I mean, the 49ers flat out embarrassed Green Bay earlier this season. I mean, that was awful. I don't even remember what the score of that game was. I just remember it was an absolute travesty of a football game for Green Bay. It was bad. It was bad. So much for being a good Sunday night game, that's for sure. No, that was a shit show, man. That was awful. Ugh. It was terrible. It didn't live up to expectation. I thought that was going to be a good football game, man. That was terrible. Awful. I don't know that I want to see that rematch, honestly. <laughs> I think I might vote Randy F you, man. I think I'm going to vote for the Seahawks to beat Green Bay. <laughs> I think the Seahawks for that was like it was a more entertaining football game, man. Uh, no, all, all, all kidding aside, yeah, I'm, wor- I'm worried about Seattle. Um, I'd like to believe that Green Bay can handle them and that if they get a, a shot of redemption – or a shot at redemption versus the 49ers, they play a better game. I really hope they do, but I know what their record is, but that that team does not inspire a lot of confidence. I don't know. I, I think the 49ers are on a mission. I, th- I think they're – I know that you don't love rematches per se, but there's a part of me that would be uh, okay with a 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl as long as the I mean, lights don't go out at halftime uh, no, this, I mean, I this time around. But I, I, 
that was mind a, seeing them again yeah, on a neutral was, site with good weather. Yeah, because that that was a hell of a football game earlier this year. Yeah, I would definitely. I I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I mean, you know, spoiler alert. I think it's going to be Kansas City, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling the Chiefs uh, in the playoffs, but you know, as always, you got to earn it on field. Yeah. So. But I, but I I like I like that I, I'm on I'm on the Chiefs uh, I don't know I think if I if I had to pick a team out of the playoff field other than the Packers obviously but if I have to pick a team outside of Green Bay that um, that I'd, I'd root for and have some fun with along the way uh, it would be the Chiefs because I like Mahomes a lot uh, I don't hate the Ravens but because we're in an, an area where there's a lot of converted former Redskins fans that conveniently uh, became yeah. Raven. I mean, conveniently became Ravens fans. Uh, I don't have any, you know, uh, like I'm okay if they take it in the chin. <laughs> I really am. I, I love the Lamar Jackson rise and story and all that, but I deal with so many converted ex Redskins fans that are Ravens fans that I'm like, Egh. which perhaps is a bit unfair, but that's fan reality in the RVA. So, Outside of Green Bay, if I if there's a team I, I want to see do well, it's going to be Kansas City. I think that would be really cool. Plus, they're old school. That's that's an old school franchise, man. I'd be happy for them. Yeah, I'd be good really fan cool base to too. See Andrew get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and maybe three. just win one finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, especially for Andy Reid, def- definitely for him to get that get his that's his first win because I know he's been there, but teams never always fall apart. Well, yeah, to win one as a head coach would be a big deal for that guy. And, you know, may- maybe they could sign McNabb, you know, for uh, the, just the playoffs. <laughs> if they won the Super Bowl and they had McNabb on, a ra- on the roster, I'd want them to throw the Super Bowl and bounce it off the dirt to Donovan McNabb, and then I would feel better. Uh, side note, we, d- we do need a salute o'clock, and I don't think – sorry, Lindy. I don't think we could have a salute o'clock after a, a little bit of a break without raising a glass to Ryan fucking Fitzpatrick <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins for somehow in some way giving us the late season legend of Fitzmagic and knocking off the Patriots 27 to 24 which was absolutely batshit crazy that that happened insane insane but Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick dude you're going to make some more money. I don't know how long that guy wants to play. I, I don't, was he 38? I mean, God he's bless. He's been around for a good yeah, long think, time. Yeah, I think he's thrown touchdowns for like eight different teams. It's, he's got some really weirdo outlier statistics because of his career path. You know, and he wants to he wants to return to Miami. I don't know if they'll they'll have him back next year or not. I have no clue, but he'll he'll be playing next year. But that that was wild. And I'm y'all know I'm not a Patriot hater. Um, I have a lot of respect for them. That's what I wish my team could be like, like a run like that over a period of time. But the flip side of that is, uh, they're a team that so many people love to hate and so many people get so much satisfaction out of when they lose. And the Twitterverse was so entertaining during that Dolphins Patriots game. And it was wild, dude. And I, I just can't believe Fitzpatrick. I just can't believe they pulled it off. Just ridiculous man getting the uh getting the touchdown <laughs> was like tw- 24 seconds left in the game and just stealing that game yeah. away from the Patriots dude it's crazy crazy so uh Fitzpatrick is throwing touchdown passes for eight different teams mm-hmm. yeah wow. eight 
eight. That's wild. That's so wild. He has His a great longest beard. tenure was in Buffalo. Yeah, which, which is only four seasons. That's not good for a quarterback. <laughs> no. Well, he's a journeyman, but uh, you know, he he puts on a uh, an interesting show. A little bit of hail and a little bit of fail. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Yep. And he's thirty-seven. So yeah, I don't know how much longer he's got. He's got time. He can play a little bit longer. And he didn't even have a really a horrible season when you look at it because he no. threw for 3,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a bad nope. season considering he didn't start every single game. Mm-mm. No, it, it's solid. On a bad team, it's solid. Salute o'clock, salute o'clock, salute o'clock. I said we were going to raise a glass to Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm enjoying a my third or fourth Stone IPA. Also, <laughs> <laughs> fourth. <clears throat> I also had a uh, rather tasty Jack Daniels and... Mexico, that was very good. So, yes, tasty beverages. Uh, Shannon, I know you said you had a strong beer. What did you? What were you drinking? What did you have, dude? I rocked the Adroit Theory. It's the therapy session. Adroit Theory. Yes. <laughs> it's the therapy sessions Ghost Seven Ninety Four uh, Imperial Stout. It's thirteen and a half percent. That's a strong beer, brother. That's robust. I'm 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 feeling it at this point. Yeah, you're doing like a you're doing like a Ray Charles impression over there. You're definitely feeling it. (laughs) Everyone's why you're closing your eyes. But I'm I'm feeling it. (laughs) Everyone's why you're closing your eyes. I always love that meme where it's like half of Ray Charles' face and it just says selfie. (laughs) 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 And he's half out of frame. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you look like you're. Uh, I'm pretty much house. Yeah, you look like you're I, one house. step away from trying to smack me in the face and knock my glasses off. No, oh, I, no, I've school. learned my lesson. Yeah. I'm still alive at this point. <laughs> now that'll uh, be his fortieth. <laughs> maybe. No, 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 no. no maybe no, we'll no. see. Maybe, I, I, maybe that, I should. I mean, I live to see forty and a half. Maybe so. for your birthday, I should volunteer to be the DD, the designated dickhead. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, Todd, Todd's doing the whole thirty. So I, I'm thinking I should go to trapezium. Just well, I so gonna say he you had to DD and can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If Todd's doing the whole thirty, I'll totally do the whole forty. And I, what I mean by that is the forty ounce in the paper bag. That's the whole forty I'm doing it. <laughs> That sounds like a fantastic idea. <laughs> yeah, the whole forty. The whole forty. Yeah. Can I get? Is there a stone? Can does that mean I have to drink a crowler or a growler? Does that count as a whole forty? Uh, Thirty-two ounces. So mm. close enough. Close. We'll round up. <laughs> we'll round up. We'll, there you we'll, go. We'll get you a crowler and a, a <laughs> bottle. Nice, nice. I'll double clutch the whole forty. That sounds there like that sounds like a win to me. And then Todd can drive us around. Yeah. Well, he's. Not, I mean, if he's not drinking, I think Todd Todd should be our DD to trapezium. Right? Yeah. I think so. I, th- yeah. I think that's a winner. We'll call it Todd Pezium, and then <laughs> we'll be good. Shannon, <clears throat> Shannon, just going to trapezium, get the wings. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. That's a good call right there, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right, Ooh. Todd. 
or three orders of wings, and we'll be set. When you, yeah. when you listen to this Maybe. podcast in a month, because the games are still fresh because you haven't watched them. Just, <laughs> 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 the birthday may be done by then, bro. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe but although uh, we will have to rock the van gundy shirts i gotta look for those all right find some van gundy's man find, find some van gundy's all right brother let's wrap up and get out of here man um well, welcome to 2020 by the way four decades of vinsanity a salute my man my man yeah yes. a salute to that dude I think he's the first. I think he's the. I could swear I read something that he's that he's the first player. Now I know it's a little. It sounds weird, but it all depends on how you want to argue about it. But the '90s, the early 2000s, the the aughts, yeah, as Mark called them, and now 2020. And uh, he wasn't a ring chaser. You know, he he could have chased rings with a couple of different teams. He didn't do that. I think Vince just loves playing, and he's signed with some teams that had a lot of young players and. You know, I just wanted to hoop and, and ball and, you know, work with some of the young guys. So it's amazing to think that his, his career has lasted as long as it has. Uh, and I'd love to see him have a ring before it's done. I just don't know that it's going to happen, man. Nah. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Not, no. not. not unless the uh, – is he still with Atlanta? I don't. I, yeah, we'd have to double check. We'd have to double check. Maybe. I mean, if he's still with Atlanta, it, 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 ain't, it, it ain't happening. Uh, by the way, Shannon, do you love the fact that uh, Will Harris left the Astros and signed with the Nats? <laughs> it's so strange to me after that World Series where he gave up that like historic like for the Nats home run to uh, when it bounced off the, the foul pole, uh, and he leaves the Astros and he signs with the Nats. Man, it's so weird. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> shrugs shoulders and yeah I, uh, head shoulders knees and bros knees and bros well obviously he didn't use the videotape in the clubhouse no. shannon is ready to do it live man oh, you should it. see this guy with his like three quarter closed eyes stretching Rocking out his chair, and we will leave you with a. <laughs> You're in Bill O'Reilly land, man. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> That's about we'll where I am, bro. Fuck it. Yeah. Do it live. I can right. do it live. Leroy Jenkins sucks. Robert, what? Fuck you. So, uh, so two quick things. Anyway, all right. One, you are correct, Shannon. Vince Carter is still playing for Atlanta. Yeah, yep. And the question oh. I have for you guys is, do you guys actually want to know what I've been drinking tonight? Yes, I do. <laughs> Why haven't you told us yet? Damn it. Because you fucking interrupted me. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Sorry, sir. So I started the evening with the uh, Coffee Cake Reserve from Hardywood, the collaboration with Wawa. Woo! It's actually really good. And I'm uh, finishing the evening off with Parkway Brewing's uh, A Moment on the Lips. There you go. Oh, I cut somebody off during the podcast? My bad. Total shocker. Oops. <laughs> I did it again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Did we do this for Monty back in the day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We did. Poor, poor Monty Ginobili. 
That's so long ago, he might have had a full head of hair when we dropped this on him. <laughs> Back then, he probably did. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, pardon me, as Incubus, as Incubus would say. Ugh. Anyway. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Rando reference. And Tua, right decision to come out. And, yes. uh... He's good. He, I mean, goes to the NFL draft. Yeah, right. Wait, what? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Holy moly, man! He said come out, so I had to break the joke. <laughs> Too soon? What? Um, here, here's a conversation. Here's Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> Tua. Make him say Tua. Na 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 na. Great day. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say Jake from State Farm, you should have stayed at school for your senior year. <laughs> we'll see how that works out for that guy. Um but, but look look to I think it was the right decision to come out. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and I, he'll be a first round guy. I know that some teams may stay away from him of concerns with the injury, but what you want for a guy like that is essentially to not play him in his rookie year, but you want that fifth year. You want that option, man. Yep. You got to take him in the first because yep. you, your maximum value. Uh, I've seen lots of uh, I've seen lots of little posts and threads where people are like, "Man, I bet the damn Patriots are going to take him." <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I hope that Tua has success at the next level. Um, I, I like you know. I mean, he's a, he's a good. He's easy to root for. Even if you hate Alabama, I think Tua feels like a good dude. And uh, he's had a couple of tough breaks. So I hope that he can, you know, stay healthy going forward and have a good pro career. But uh, if the Redskins didn't have Haskins, I'd be all for them going after Tua. Uh, I just, I'm just, i curious where he goes. But I wouldn't be shocked if, some, if there's a little bit of moving, a little bit of shaking uh, for teams to position themselves for him. For him. In the draft. We'll see, though. We'll see. Anywho. All right. Gentlemen, I think we've covered everything we need to cover, and we probably need to get the hell on out of here. Yep. <laughs> I believe you are correct. I believe that is the right answer. So, Booger McFarland, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Captain Obvious. I look forward to all the memes that are going to be delivered. Uh, with uh, old Booger McFarland and a man, you know, uh, the team needs to score more points than the other team to win. He's like the he's like the Yogi Berra of you know, he's like, the Whitfield <laughs> of the sports group. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Can you imagine the memes we'll get out of him when he tries to pronounce to his name the first time? That's gonna be awful. Booger McFarland <laughs> might be the love sack of memes these days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, so now that you bring up love sack one last time one last thing from new year's gotta let that go bro you gotta let it go so Mm. remember how mark bought the fart cannon yes so i actually got to smell the cartridge that goes in it it just it smells like just a really nasty diaper that's what it smells like he hasn't exchanged that yet apparently not he needs to do that but yeah, literally, yeah. he sat there. He's like, "Oh, here's the cartridge. You want to smell?" And I'm like, "I had to literally, I had to do it a couple times." I'm like, "What the hell? That, that smells smell." He's like, "Oh, it smells like a dirty diaper. That's all it really smells like." 
I figured I would share that with you yeah, since I know you guys good. were hoping he Mark, would be able to. exchange the fart gun, bro. <laughs> were you able to shake it off, Randy? That's my question. Were you able to shake it off? I had beer, so yes, I could. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> I had lots of beer that night. <laughs> I actually can't hear you over the music. You let it go, right? <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> and I will say, if I could trade back time, I wouldn't have bumped into that table while playing the game and knocking water all over the place. Really? Is that where <laughs> yeah, we're going? Yeah, I did. I literally slammed into the table not remembering that I'm playing a VR game. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, love sack. <laughs> you were able to break free I what? did he broke free from his love sack my gosh as always I can always count on you gentlemen to bang these things out right at the end <laughs> what we do man anyway yeah, might as well have a train wreck at the end why not hey you know what if we fashion. watch a movie i want that one toddler to watch it with us so if anybody opens their mouth during the movie go smack them upside their head out there with ladies happy birthday Schmoyer happy birthday schmo one all I know is if we if I actually did that this is what would happen, man. Christmas. It's my, it's my dick in a box. <laughs> anyway, all right, gentlemen, on that note, I think it's our time to get out of here. It's late enough. So from all of us to all of you, thanks for putting up with the Sports Brew, another uh, episode of Shenanigans. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening and having fun with us along the way. Uh, keywords when you're looking for us, as always, are sports and brew, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher Radio, our home feed on Podbean, or any of the other number of services that carry us, livesportscaster.com, and a whole host of other stuff. Uh, on Twitter, keyword, uh, well, not keyword, but our Twitter handle is at VA Sports Brew. 
but Adla, man, you, if you love sports, you love beer, you love brew, hopefully you love us and have a little fun along the way. But uh, look, enjoy the football this weekend. Enjoy the CFP. And we'll catch up and rally up after this stuff is done. And uh, we'll see We'll see how it, how it shakes out, man. If nothing else, I hope we get some good games. I hope Clemson-LSU is a good, good game. Hope all the divisional games are fun. I am worried. Uh, I think if there's any game that has a high probability of being a blowout, or if I had to pick one that was going to be a blowout, I'd be worried about Kansas City and uh, Houston, man. <laughs> I'd be worried about you, Texans fans. So that, that one might get ugly, but, uh, who knows? We'll see. That's why they play the games, fellas. And Shannon, I'll try to, at some point, watch, remember the Titans. Got to, bro. You got to do it. I know. It's an all timer. It's, it's awesome. It's a good movie. All right, man. I'll put it on my list. I'll put it on. It's It's Disney plus. You can watch it on there. I know. I've, I've, I've got D plus. That's what she said. Hey, now. Well, you know, Sarah asked me to give her the D. She just didn't know it was going to be Disney Plus. Hey, now. (laughs) Well, you can watch it after you give her the D. Hey, yo. Whoa. I could not fit one more thing inside of me. (laughs) Great ass. Did the one to tell you that? Hell yeah. Holy cow! Just saying, birthday sex is essential. So, (laughs) but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Whoa! Hey, where are the white women at? (laughs) (laughs) You said balls. Balls. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. (laughs) Is that what she said? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Go down to hell. Yeah. That's probably Whoa. what she said. <laughs> anyway, man. Phew. Phew. All right. From all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Have fun. And here's to the next episode, gentlemen. And welcome to 2020, friends. Salute o'clock from your friends at the Sports Brew. And we will catch you on the flip side. Salute. All right. Peace out now. Salute. Late.